What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this special episode of the Season Gaming Bitcast. We are back. It is at a weird time on a Monday afternoon for most of us, but we do what we got to do, right? So I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by this awesome panel, as always. Guys, it's good to be back. Mr. Ty Guy Travis flying in hot from Guardian Con in Florida. And he said that uh, he's thinking about moving to Florida, right? Is that what I heard? No, no, Florida, not so much. Yeah, uh, Orlando is not my favorite city in the world, uh, but also uh, the the convention was a little light this year because Bungie didn't show up and some other uh, vendors canceled. So it ended up being oh. sort of just like me hanging out with a lot of Destiny fans and and just huh. hey, you you also play Destiny? Yeah, cool. I I thought that was a uh, pun about light levels or something before you started on your description there. I'm very confused because I, uh, again, completely ignorant to Guardian Com, but I was assuming in my head that this was a Bungie thing. Yeah, Bungie usually shows up. Uh, it's it's a thing put on by community members of the Destiny okay. fan base, but Bungie usually shows up and supports it. This year, they more or less just like kind of tweeted about it, but said we won't be there, and so. I was curious how much that would be affecting the turnout, and it turned turns out it affected a lot. Uh, it was a pretty empty show floor, and uh, they're also really. I was trying to make money while I was there, you know, uh, covering games and pitching stories to IGN. But there was a total of five games there. Okay. And uh, were they good? Some of the, yeah, I, I, there weren't there weren't stories I could sell, not especially not during the week of. Uh, every big game announcement you know happening mm -hmm. all at once so gotcha, gotcha. yeah okay it, it, well, it was a, it was a bust on there were big end, game but... announcements happening during this period of time oh boy what? oh boy oh boy catch all the shows Gosh, i don't know i shouldn't even have to talk this episode this is gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a fun one buckle in everyone all right uh he's getting started already he's warmed up and piping hot ready to go mr hoag law himself good morning sir Hey, good morning, Ains. Although I think it's afternoon for me. It might be afternoon for you as well. It is afternoon for me. Either well. way, I just want to say as a disclaimer caveat before we get rolling in this episode, I like video games. And I think <laughs> you guys are going to have to reflect on that and hear it really truly as we get deeper into these conversations. Because I have been told by various social media outlets and otherwise that I apparently don't like video games. And the answer is, you can like video games. You can like the concept of something, the platonic ideal of what is out there in the ether and not like the very samples of that that were provided to you in any given time frame. So <laughs> with that as our caveat, I also want to say welcome to Hoglaw Channel, folks. We are simulcasting this episode over to you. If you're at all confused about where you are or how you got there, if you're mm. following it on Hoglaw, virtual legality, whatever you want to call it, uh, you are watching Season Gaming Bitcast, and if you want to keep watching this stuff, we do this on the Season Gaming channel every Sunday at 11 a.m., except, of course, for yesterday, making me an immediate liar when I make that <laughs> statement. But uh, if you like this, if you wind up liking it, please do come check it out over there. But we thought for this very special episode, it would be cool to simulcast with two chats, really make Dan work for it, get crazy uh, with chats or super chats or figuring out what the yeah. heck is happening here in StreamYard. We thought that would be a lot of fun. And just have two communities and two audiences, uh, you know, talk with one another. So welcome. And thank you, Ains, for uh, putting together a simulcast here. I feel like we're big time football or basketball program. And I hope everybody enjoys. So thank you very much. And yes, this is going to be interesting trying to keep up with two simultaneous chats and uh, all over the place. But we'll make it work. 
we're gonna make it work. Yeah, I mean, my, my screen right now looks like a you know the stock market ticker, but much less terrifying <laughs> today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and wow. then uh, you know him well. I think he's happy. Hogue is here today. It's Mr. Rodriguez himself. Yeah, I feel like today's gonna be like, yeah, I agree with this guy. You know, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna because I think we have a lot of the same feelings on what happened. But okay, so and we're uh, not going top bottom today. We're yeah, going left right going, side of the yeah, screen. We should get a graphic with like a laser fence between yeah. the middle there. We get yeah. we'll, we'll we'll do like um you know ready to rumble style with Dreamcast <laughs> graphics. We can make it happen. <laughs> oh, let's do so, it. So uh, Travis, yeah. I'm gonna need you on your uh, apparently on your most positive note today because we I hope you've come prepared. <laughs> Get Uh-oh. Florida out of your get Florida out of your mind. Um, <clears throat> all right, so yeah, today's show is a special. So today we're not going to talk about what we've been playing, reviews or anything like that. We're literally since we've been gone away for eight days now, we couldn't live cast. <laughs> we couldn't live cast the Xbox stream like we originally hoped to. Uh, this is going to be an entire conversation about Summer Game Fest, some of the games from other some of the other smaller shows, and of course the Xbox and Bethesda showcase yesterday. So I was told uh, this was a two-hour video on the quarry. Am I was am I in the wrong place? I'm down for it. I'm down <laughs> for it. It's a good game. I'm playing it right now. It's great. It's great. Um, but uh yeah, so we've oh guys, over the since we last spoke, I should say, we talked last time about state of play and obviously the the few big games we saw there. Uh, since then, we've had Summer Game Fest, the official show. We've had Devolver Digital. We've had Gorilla Game Collective and, you know, a bunch of the smaller ones. And, of course, Xbox and Bethesda. So let's let's rewind the tape, if you will. And we're going to start back at Summer Game Fest. Keeley's official Very long show. time ago. Yeah. 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 It, feels like feel, it. it feels like a million years ago. It does. It does. It's yeah, about it 6,000 announcements ago. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> hey, Ains, yeah, did to- you want to mention the giveaways that we were doing uh yeah i might as well that would have been that would have been good to follow my own notes i probably could have done that yeah no worries um on top of it man yeah ready to go go. today that extra two hours man i'm like woo, let's go (laughs) so we are doing uh giveaways today for three months uh a few codes for three months of game pass ultimate obviously after yesterday you know everyone uh can use some extra game pass oh stop it um i didn't even say anything (laughs) you gotta wait (laughs) You, you, you can't get preemptive on me. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, so just all you have to do is be in the chat. And Dan is going to, about 45 minutes in, you know, at various points throughout the show, he's just going to pick someone random. It's going to combine both chats. Don't worry about what channel you're on. Um, and just pick someone random for a Game Pass Ultimate code. If for some reason he picks you and you're not an Xbox player or don't think you're going to use the code, be honest. Just say, hey, I don't need it. Give it to someone else and we'll pick someone else. Cool. Simple. Simple. All right. So, guys, Summer Game Fest. Now, I know it's been a while. I have all the games in the notes here. So, I'm going to quickly read through the kind of the core games that were shown at Keeley's show just to kind of refresh everyone's memory because we have had about 800 game announcements since last week. We have. So, just to refresh everyone, the kind of the bigger things that were shown at this show. All right. We got gameplay of Callisto Protocol. Yep. We got gameplay of Modern Warfare 2. Yep, we got the uh, introduction of Guile in Street Fighter Six, so a little more gameplay there. Yep. Got that game Witchfire, Routine. We got uh, finally the look at Cuphead's um, Delicious Last Course. Yep, Midnight Suns. <clears throat> Did Midnight we fi- see Midnight Suns? All not right, really. we'll, get, we'll get back to it. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Midnight Fight Express, which we're going to have Travis speak to briefly because he's actually played it. <clears throat> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, uh, the new One Piece game. Saints Row, along with what they released as this enemy creator, Layers of Fears, the new game from Bloober Team, Gotham Knights, and The Last of Us 1 Remake, which Sony leaked themselves 
like three hours before the show. They do that from time to time. They also strike themselves from time to time. (laughs) They do. It made for a very funny morning, that's for sure. (laughs) So, guys, Keeley's show, uh, some of the things we've heard before, especially about the video game rewards, right? Too much fluff, too many ads, need to see more gameplay, get rid of the music acts, you know, all this kind of stuff we've talked about with the video game awards before. Well, Well, how will I figure out what The Rock wants me to buy? You notice I didn't mention that. We skipped that, Ains. That was the worst cameo celebrity promotional appearance that I have seen since at least the Spike TV days. All right, I'm telling you that Joel McHale hosting was better than The Rock telling us about his various movies and drink paraphernalia. All right. So I I just want to get that out front because. Obviously, everybody that follows me on Twitter already knows I'm going to be a font of positivity during this video. Uh, but I, I so I want to get out in front and just say that was horrific, man. You're a goddamn movie star. Get it together, buddy. <laughs> the Rock, man. You just took that, you just took somebody's money for that bullshit. Come on. Oh, yeah, he's man. shirtless in his own gym at his house, promoting his energy drink. I was like, what? Uh, okay like yeah i get that you can get away with doing this because you're the rock but i you know what i like to think i gotta be honest with everyone um i like to think it was fast and furious that ruined him i think that's what happened that's probably what happened yeah (laughs) i mean it just there's no there's it's the only thing that adds up really if it you just got out of the logic doesn't really hold together seeing as you're saying he's He's bad now, and he's not in Fast and Furious. I have no I problem with The Rock, actually. actually. Me I neither. Think I think he's a really nice guy. guy. But this yeah, just we haven't bad. gotten to Fast and Furious. Look, Dino, look Dino I, I don't blame The Rock because, like, he was just – he probably got asked to do that, right? It's like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. And then he he doesn't know the context of, like, the thing he's joining or, like, what the reception's going to be. He's too disconnected from it. So, to me, that's a – if you're the producer of that show, you kind of read the room before you do something like that. And I, I just – That's excuse-making. If you have any no, quality in your no, brand – it is excuse making. If you're the rock, if you're if you have a brand, if you're going to agree to something like this, whether your agent tells you that you agreed the day before or not, go have some goddamn pride in your work and your craftsmanship. That guy, he didn't even have a script. He didn't know what he was saying. I no, forget it, man. Forget <laughs> I it. That was, thought it was like a make a wish or something. It was for the Jeff Keely or something. <laughs> I agree. Didn't why, even have a script. Why? He was like, enjoy your. Video game. Why would you blame The Rock for that? The guy who probably he's just the got one putting his on the face show. on the damn thing. Yeah, but somebody said like, "Hey, come do this at my show. I won't make you have a script. You basically are making a cameo video for me." Like, there, there are so many other things that I would blame way more than the guy who actually ended up on camera. So I, I just, it seems like a weird person to be mad at personally. Uh, like, n- no one involved in creating the show or creating the run of show or anything Oh, like you. That. I mean, I can. I, if you would like me to talk about Jeff Keighley's many failings as evidenced by Summer Games Fest, I'd be happy to do so. <laughs> but The Rock is a megastar. Just go have some pride in your work, man. All right. We will, <laughs> we, I think we all agree. I don't think I saw one person that said no. that was a great segment by The Rock. And like, no, everyone terrible. kind of agrees. <laughs> so, um, oh, let, let's okay. talk about that. Let's talk about the games. Um, all right. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the overall summer game fest show itself keely's pacing the conversations with a few of the devs the game show and etc you feel this is more in line with do you feel this is more in line with what gamers and we as a community want rather than what we typically get out of the video game awards 
Uh, it, it, it's hard to, to criticize any of these shows, any given time, uh, on, on pure structure without dipping your toes into substance, right? Because the one thing I would say about Summer Games Fest is that Keeley didn't have a good hand. Uh, he did not have a good hand to play. He did not have a strong show to put forth. Um, but the way that he did it, I have long thought for years that we have dived too deeply into what amounts to a YouTube playlist on a lot of this stuff. Uh, and I would rather see a little bit more interaction. For instance, after Summer Games Fest, Day the Devs comes on, I vastly prefer that. I vastly prefer getting an insight into where the game comes from and how this stuff happens, especially over by the time we're talking about Midnight Suns, which is a card-based tactical game, and we get the fifth, sixth rock music, hey, look how well we can render Marvel characters trailer. I'm not interested in that at all. Um, and so there's all of these periods of time when you go through one of these video roles where you get that kind of commercial aspect, and I, it's fine, but I can watch YouTube playlists whenever I like. Uh, and frankly, the industry puts those out every day. So I don't find that as interesting without a little bit more insight. And in terms of, you want to talk about structure. So you're Jeff Keeley. you're planning the Summer Games Fest. You find yourself in your hands with like four or five science fiction space station based horror games. Why do you put them all in like the first half hour of your show? You spread out the genres. We have highs, we have lows. That was the most annoying start to the Summer Games Fest I, I could have imagined. I, I really thought we were only going to have science fiction, zombie, alien, whatever's on space stations, in pits, in dungeons. Uh, and I would see <laughs> an entertainer like Jeff Keeley, who I really do value as having the wherewithal to risk money and time and resources and put these things together as being a little bit more focused on what the show is uh, mm. and, and not just stand up there and introduce a YouTube playlist for me. Okay, so I, I find that interesting, and, and obviously comments are, are, I'm trying to keep up with them there. So we have heard in the past, what would you say, and I don't know, Travis or Dan, what you guys think, but we have heard many times, because I know we've talked about it on some past Xbox showcases, some Twitch stuff, etc., that there's a lot of people who prefer the state of play approach, the Nintendo Direct approach, where it's just trailer, 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 which is, I think, what you're alluding to, Hogue is that maybe you prefer a little more, in, I don't know the, if this is the right word, but intimacy with the games. I like to get intimate with my games, Ains. I think that's <laughs> excellent to say. No, but if you but, look at the versions of this, like I thought the Hogwarts Legacy one was vastly better. Talking about how it came to be and what the what the plot line is going to do and what okay. the various things you're going to do in the experience. And you can think of these, the state of play for that, the, for Last of Us Part Two, for Ghost of Tsushima. Those, those were better in terms of getting so like the uh, start. Not the game. Forget the game right yeah. now. We'll come back to it. But yeah. like the Starfield presentation. Starfield where they was say, a much better presentation what I want yeah. to see and what I want to see put up in a show. Okay. We'll go with that. Okay. I uh, I think you need both. Um, personally, sure. I think I think you, you need kind of the, hey, here's big announcements. Here's the stuff that is not just for the gamers, but also for the just the industry right the announcements and for the for the for the, the casuals i guess who just want to see a one-hour show where they figure out all the stuff that's coming out uh xbox is actually doing that this week they had their big show yesterday and then this week they're doing Tomorrow. deep dives on some of their games yeah i heard so, that um i think that's a, a very smart model because you kind of kind of let you uh, paint with two two different sizes it's of actually brushes, what fans which, have asked for for a while yeah I think that's huge, um, but at, I think viewing the the uh, game fest as 
the former as being just sort of a hey let's let's show you a bunch of games uh and and low level i guess my problem was there wasn't a lot that we didn't already know about and then the stuff that we did know about we didn't see a lot new okay right they showed us a modified trailer of a of a trailer we saw like a week before that right and yes. you know then they saw we saw new trailers for games that we already knew about but there was really very few instances where I was like, wow, I've gained new information that I didn't have before in some, in some substantial way. And I think that that to host point shows the weakness of the show is they didn't have a ton of content to work with um, in terms of, I think he had a rough hand. I mean, I, I had a rough hand. I gave him a rough hand. I think that I I'm sure he would have rather had more stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe maybe that has something to do with us announcing games too early, which is a, a problem I had and something I think Xbox did right with the the scope of their show. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, wasn't my favorite show. I did think they, the games that they showed were good. I'm excited <laughs> for a lot of those games. It just I didn't I didn't have a lot of new stuff that I, I took out of it. Yeah. Are we talking uh, about substance? Because I want to ping Travis about what he's excited about from Summer's Games Fest. Is that is that allowed or is that the next sequence, Ains? Well. Yeah, let's do next sequence. So, Dan, what did you think of the show? We'll come right back to that, Hope. Well, I mean, it, it was a summer games fest. You know, it's kind of what we've been kind of used to. I mean, and you guys are both right. It, it's it, There wasn't a whole lot of new content to the stuff that we've already seen, basically. You know, the Modern Warfare 2 gameplay, maybe. But that also looked like the Modern Warfare gameplay from, you know, three <laughs> years ago. So, it's just like, you know, is it, you're not sitting here, you know, blowing anybody away. With that being said... I'm kind of on Travis's side, you know, how Xbox kind of did their live event, only showing stuff coming in the next year. That's kind of what I wanted. Knowing that, yeah, coming maybe next yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, it's, know, it's, but, what, it's their ambition, right? Right, right. So, I mean, that's, that's I, knowing that. Next 12 months. You know, I, I hate lowering my expectations, but my expectations were right about there. You know, like, okay, I don't want to see stuff coming out in 2026. And, you know, and I, I, I think it was fine, you know, and but it wasn't anything that I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm super pumped. You know, like when mm -hmm. E3, you know, past five years, maybe, you know, it, it, was, it was always something like, you know, even if I was sitting at home, I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm ready to watch this. This is that time of year. You're excited to see some new reveals. Um, we didn't really <laughs> get a whole lot. Um, and what we did was stuff, like Travis said, that we've kind of already seen. So it, it, it was fine. You know, <laughs> that was that's about as much good I can say about it without you know, bringing the negative Dan down on it. So it's, I, it, it was, it was I, thought, I, I thought we were all in for it. But, 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 but look at the I'm difference, in. right? Look at the difference with E3, right? With the big show floor and whatnot. You could do the trailer rolls, which I still didn't love. But then we knew we were getting three days of journalists like Travis killing themselves on the show floor and not sleeping and going and playing things and having interviews and, and teasing out that information so that we got more of that detail. In this format... We are entirely dependent on what they deign to tell us. Even with Xbox opening up and, and talking about it more uh, fulsomely this week, it's still going to be based on what they are fully in control of and what they want to share. Uh, um, that's not entirely true, Hogue. Um, okay. So in this in this format, usually what happens is outlets get something called a brief where they get told what games are going to come out beforehand and okay. kind of what the announcements are going to be. And that we have time to reach out to those developers and ask them questions and do stuff like I did for Midnight Fight Express, where I actually was able to just say, hey, can IGN exclusively show off the game? Can you give give us access to it? And they gave us access to the game. So I, I think we still have some uh, ability to do it. It's just less 
hands-on because you're kind of doing it remotely. Well, and but... you might be a bad example, Travis, on this. I mean, I mean, with all due respect. Because it's a you, bigger outlet. You calling yeah. in and saying IGN would like to do something isn't quite the same as the swarms of people that could otherwise give various Agreed. 100%. 100%. And, and that's right. not taken away from you. You know, go use the cudgel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what, what I do. Is... That's sort of, I feel like I have an obligation to use yeah. it because I'm one of the only ones who can get that access, right? Yeah. So, Please do. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're 100% right that like it not being publicly accessible means that we get less out of it. Correct. Yeah, I, yeah, I, just, I mean, I just wanted to put I'm the perfect example, right? No, thank you. I appreciate it. Because I've been to E3 multiple times and, and we've done coverage for season gaming and videos and write-ups and stuff, which we're not getting the brief that IGN's getting, right? So it's we, we did that purely out of our own, to Hoax point, just effort and time. Um, and you would get that obviously across hundreds of little indie outlets, right? Um, that uh, you, you just don't get right now. It is much more curated, I think is the best way to put it. You're clearly not getting that explosion of this is a week where we all focus on games yeah. uh, and we celebrate the love of games together. You're, you're, you're just not getting that. You're not, it yeah, doesn't, yeah. it's not, it doesn't feel like E3 week. It doesn't. No, I think that's, I think that's exactly why. And I know Travis and I have, having the fortune of having been to E3, right? I know we've spoken about that before, which is, you know, you see a lot of people online who kind of live in the Twitterverse or the social space in the gaming community saying, oh, E3's dead. We don't need it. We've got these shows now. And it's like, you're kind of missing the bigger, there's a bigger picture here. Um, and I think you're touching on that point right now. And I think after two years of what we've seen, and this year supposedly being the best, they've had two years to to fine tune their approach to the Summer Games Fest, right? We've now lived through this. We see it again. It's still, to your point, not even coming close to the magic, for lack of a better word, of what E3 used to represent. Magic's good. Um, I think that we're kind of proving the point that, look, E3 did serve a purpose. For all its faults, for the ESA being what they are and and the faults that you know the E3, the E3 has, there was something special about E3 itself and what it brought yeah. to the industry. Yeah, I mean, if this becomes a conversation of digital versus physical in-person conference, you're going to find me on the side of, yeah, I think we do need something like an E3, even if it's not like that, because that is super important and, and a healthy thing for industries to do in general. Um, but in reviewing the digital event and the situation that we're at, having just seen a, a physical conference that didn't go so well, possibly because it was a little too close to the, the COVID uh, situation, but um, because right, like for those who don't know, when you're doing conferences, typically you have to you have to commit a year in advance, right? And so a year ago, Microsoft and Nintendo were looking at E3 and going, should we buy a booth now, not knowing what's going to happen in a year? And I think that's a much harder call. If you were asked me to make that bet today, a year in advance, I'd probably be much more optimistic. So I think next year is probably a better return. But having just gotten back from a conference where they had to commit a year in advance and the show floor was pretty much empty, uh, it, yeah, it wasn't. It, it's i don't think it was the time yet this year is not the time so yeah yeah um all right so let's talk about some of these games um let's. and yeah so I'll, I'll run these down for me here's my thoughts on some of the games so i um callisto protocol is easily one of my most anticipated games it's top three for me i'm all Super over cool. it i think we talked that about about that before it's cool to see uh glenn Schofield out there it's very gory very some might and, even call it visceral <laughs> well yeah that's, that's i like that fun that was that was good so well played nice. um but uh yeah that one's big for me i i will tell you a big disappointment for me um it's cuphead of all things really, really? uh yeah they, did they show enough to disappoint you they they've, like said, they, they've said enough afterwards so if you weren't oh, okay. aware um 
with they announced this member four years ago the expansion mm -hmm. right and yeah. obviously in the course of four years similar to the first game if you know the development of the first game they took extra time and they made the first game bigger they added a lot to it the running gun levels another island etc so yeah. i think the assumption many of us kind of core cuphead fans had was that this game this expansion this delicious last course would be bigger right they've had four years they're they're adding to it well they announced today that it is or this week i should say that it's one island it is 8.99 to buy by the way which oh. automatically should tell you that it's small in content it's, wow. it's it's one island it adds chalice the third character and she brings extra abilities which make the game easier yep. so uh yes. not only is I'm the bad. content not really there um and i don't care about the abilities making the game easier that's great let more people play it but my big thing is i waited four or five years just heights for this expansion and we're getting an 899 single island expansion that i'll probably beat in about two hours that's uh, uh like what, this five, known? five boss fights yeah I thought this yeah. was known at least as yeah. or at least as early as the game awards, when they had the orchestra up and they did the commentary after that. They talked about it being one island and chalice. Like like I feel like this was known before just now. No, yeah, yeah. So that's why I was prefacing right. That was okay. known generally speaking. The scope of it was known four years ago when they announced it. Right. Oh, all right. But all right. over the course of four years, you would think that the scope had changed. Okay. Instead, it's taken them four years to make a single island expansion which is just disappointing that's all i was hoping for more from, from a non-cuphead fan is chalice able can you take her and go back to the original game yes and play you can play through oh, the whole okay. game with her yes Fantastic. it's it's all going to be one package the whole okay. i think the cuphead experience is a great business exemplar of why games aren't made the way this company makes them yeah, um, I mean, I think that's honestly, yeah. it's it takes them this long to do those. It took them that long at the front end. It took them this long now. I don't know what else they're into. Whether they're a, they're a unicorn company stuff. because they can they can take the rock star time without that kind of money or backing, and that's uh, not not every company can do that. But they're a unicorn because they had a, a hit and they're a small team and people. Well, trust they had a hit they're... that they've merchandised the living hell out of. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you're looking at the prime offender. I own oh, yeah, way too are. much Cuphead stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, they have the Cuphead show on Netflix, which they've just announced season two. Um, so they they've made their money, um, and you know they've done that. But again, I, we don't have to stay on Cuphead. My point was merely that the first game, if you didn't know, was in development for a very long time. They it, it took extra time because they expanded the scope of the game when they had the idea at Xbox partnership with Xbox. And so you got extra island, you got extra levels, you got extra stuff. That's, I think, what many of us who have been following this for so long were expecting when they brought out Delicious Last Course finally. And instead, it was like, no, you still got the same scope you knew for about four years ago. And mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, oh, OK, well. I'm still going to play it day one, still going to stream it, still going to love it. But, but it looked good. What they showed, great. I was like, this is looks sweet. Great. Yeah. It yeah, looks like but... it looks like Cuphead, and it looks like it's at the same level. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I guess I'm a little surprised, Dan. This just goes to show you that expectations are the real are the real enemy of all these Very things. True. Because I looked at it and said, yep, that's. Yeah, I, I was actually expecting. impressed, like the eyeball popping and exploding and stuff. I was like, this looks even more cuphead -y than the first, you know, the core <laughs> Really good animation. Out. Yeah, yeah, I was I was amazing. really I was really impressed by it. So. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Netflix show. Yeah, I'm not I'm not uh you know saying anything negative about the actual content. I'm sure that the content itself will be amazing. So um and then of course for me, uh, you know, um I'm gonna let you talk about Midnight Express uh Fight Express, Travis. 
Uh, Last of Us One for me is a, a greatest game of all time. I know Yikes. people hate, hate people hate hearing it from people like myself. I will buy it every single time they remake it. Bring no, it we're on. just blaming you for the fall of civilization and the industry and the whole land. It's okay. pretty much, yeah. pretty much. So I uh, pre-ordered the Firefly edition. I will get my Steelbook and hundred dollar edition, and Perfect. I will love it and play it Jesus again Christ. for the fifth time. So Holy deal with it. Uh, Last of Us is very good. I uh, I don't know that it's actually artistically improved from what has been shown so far. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, technically, yeah, well. it's improved. There's no question there. Uh, but I would really calling it a remake because it looks like a remaster. Well, it's a re so it's weird, right? It's definitely the Last of Us Two like engine, like like the way that they made Last of Us Two. It's but it confuses you because it's the clearly the recordings from Last of Us One. Yeah. So you get kind of halfway home. And it's really weird when you get, like, I don't know whether, I don't want to accuse them of this because I have no idea. It looks, it gives the impression that they dragged the models from Last of Us Part 2 into Last of Us Part 1. Like, Joel looks 100 years older. Uh, Ellie looks completely different. And I really think that, okay, we're not going to get into this too deeply. From what <laughs> they have shown, like, the Ellie model lacks a certain amount of innocence that I really connected with in the original way that Ellie was portrayed in the first part. And that's so important to what that story is. I'm interested if I feel that way more uh, long-term. Now I'm not going to be paying up front for a $70, whatever, Sony, get out of here with that crap. Uh, but when it's available to me, I, I, I will give it a try and see, and, and see what it is. It, uh, so to give context, if you go on the PlayStation blog, they have detailed a bit more. So it is, right. uh, it is, kind of in the vein of last of us two they've talked about modernizing the combat and the animations and movement so i think what people are expecting right is the story and game you know the the story the story with the good gameplay yeah with the good gameplay had. which for me sounds like a perfect addition uh you know <laughs> I, love how, I love how you said that the he, that the game doesn't have good gameplay and also it's his favorite game of all time that's really I, i've we've talked about that before it, the gameplay in last of us is not what makes that game great i think <sighs> if anyone yeah, if anyone truly know. believes that gameplay in last of us one is phenomenal then yeah you know, no it's a, it's a stealth it's a stealth game with bad stealth mechanics it, yeah it, it is people, yeah that's why. That's why, to me, it's disqualified from being the best game of all time. It's a pretty good movie. No, it has uh, best game of all time? No, no. Come on. I mean, it's really just Troy Baker. I mean, let's just be honest with you, everybody. And you know, he really brings it. He You're brings trying it to date me. I'm trying. Did they did they re-record like the lines and everything? Because no, for me, it no, sounds it's, really, it's obviously it, not it, 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 in my book. It is not a remake. It's a remaster. That's what it feels like. It's a very me. fancy remaster. And, and there is and yeah. there is no ten dollar upgrade up option. I've seen nothing. No, no. Kind of like no, no, doing, no. Like the Uncharted no. series no, or whatever. Ten dollar upgrades. What There's is a one hundred dollar upgrade? I think uh, yeah. he's just added. He's got the hundred dollar upgrade. Yeah, yeah. That's garbage, guys, guys, guys. It had a steel book, all right? I'm a sucker. We know this. Like, this is public information. I am a yeah, sucker Yeah, you haven't for seen his brick wall. Is it still full of the steel books? Or did you change it, that around? It is beyond full that I have <laughs> stacks of steel books behind me that I can't fit. Uh, three versions, an expansion, and a sequel in nine years. I know. It's crazy. I know. Get out of here, Sony. I know. And like <laughs> I said, there's only maybe five games that I would unequivocally buy repeatedly like this and this is one of them that's just that's it for me and, and you know you know you know, know the funny thing now keep in mind the funny thing as we discuss this is the firefly edition sold out in like two hours it's gone yeah, well, we don't know how many they made right so i mean like that's good 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 play sony nailed that marketing but uh we don't have any idea how many they put out there sure but yeah. i would certainly bet this will sell millions of copies it's it will forget probably, about probably the, 10 million the multiplayer right 
you know uh the fact sheets Factions, was also yeah. announced yes yeah. well i mean it's been announced for a long time um right. but it uh we got our know. first look well they yeah. had to figure out a way to monetize it more so they spent some years doing that that's that's probably very true but <laughs> they said right I, I know where you were going dan and that's yeah i was like we're gonna peel the get keely says we're gonna peel the curtain back a little bit and show you our first look they showed a piece of concept art i was like you're kidding right like Th this is what Keely's reaction to. to that concept art reveal was the yeah, worst thing I have that. ever seen. <laughs> that was really wow. What? Wow. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie though. Like, like watching Neil's face, knowing that all this stuff already got leaked. Like when he's like, "Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. kind of got out there." You know, it was just it was gold. You know, not does that I don't count like. Count as a leak just, if your own company. <laughs> I don't know. But again, if we want to talk about structure of the Summer Games Fest. How can a remake or remaster of a game we've played 6,000 times in the last nine years be your mic drop? Like, I, I, I'm I sorry that it was leaked. I wasn't expecting that to be the mic drop because it's Last of Us Part 1 again. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, the, the fact that it wasn't just their mic drop. We knew the game was coming. It wasn't we even a surprise. Out. We knew yeah. they were doing a remake of, of Last of Us 1. Because somebody else yeah. was doing it, and Naughty Dog pulled it back in-house. Like, there's a whole set of stories about this. Yeah. It wasn't even a surprise. That's the worst part. It was a remaster and not a surprise. Wasn't that, a surprise. That, I, yeah, I, I, I honestly do yeah. think the the format was all messed up on that show. Yeah. Like the the games that they chose, and I think it possibly is just because they had a drought of content. Uh, we are certainly living in probably the the year where we're seeing the results of the COVID era. This right? is COVID. Like, yeah, this is COVID. That's what this whole year is, and I think that uh, twenty twenty two is dead. Long live twenty twenty three. Yeah, so, and I, and I I think that yeah because we get a delayed reaction, right? The games that were coming out during COVID were always going to come out. There wasn't going to delay it that much, but uh, now we're seeing the effects and people figuring out remote work and that sort of stuff. And but you're seeing a really cool thing because movies and games essentially swap places because movies had all their stuff hit up front, and then we still got Ghost of Tsushima and whatever. And then yeah. because games take so long to make. This is this is the yeah. window right here. Thankfully, movies have started to come back, so we at least get a little bit of uh, of culture, pop culture additions. Go see Maverick, folks. Uh, but uh, yeah, twenty twenty two is is dead. I mean, like I'll still play the indie games and whatnot, but like it's gone. It is buried. It is done. When that when when Microsoft puts up spoilers. Forza Motorsport Spring 2023. I say, oh, oh my God. All that right. Ahead of time, too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me pause you here. You they never announced that game, though. So I, not I, a delay, I, but we all know it's a delay. You know? Yeah. Right. It's okay, the first yeah, Forza yeah. to release in the spring, isn't it? Uh, that would be, I mean, there's been seven of them. So uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true. What, you don't, you haven't memorized the release dates for all yeah, the Motorsports? Yeah. By the way, did I catch Forza that right? I, I, again, I'm jumping ahead. I apologize. Is Forza Motorsport? Just called Forza Motorsport. Yes, it's is a this full the reboot. dark and gritty reboot where we learn how Lara Croft became a race car legend? I mean, is that is that like I'm what? in? Yeah, <laughs> actually, I, I, would, I would 100 be on that one. Um, All right, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. So let me let me pause real quick to say we have over 450 people live watching the show. That is awesome to see. What's going on, everyone? I know That's we're split it. across. I can't do that. We're, we're, <laughs> we're split across two channels. Too intense for Dan. <laughs> Just a reminder, uh, like we said, we're simulcasting this one. If you enjoy the conversation and want to keep chatting with us, we are live every Sunday morning, typically on the Season Gaming channel. Please check us out over there. And if you are on social media, making sure you're following Season Gaming and the SG Big Cast account, too. We have a ton of people who follow Season Gaming, but I don't think realize 
we have a big, uh, big cast dedicated Twitter as well. So follow check all those the out. things. Yeah, follow and, all and the by things. The way, and like, yeah, like, subscribe, do all those great things because that's how you tell YouTube that this is content that is good so that they don't feed you content that is bad. We want to help you find stuff like this in the future. And if you <laughs> like this kind of thing, YouTube knows you don't want another cat swimming in a pool video. You don't want, uh, I don't know, extremist they political content. You want yeah. people talking about video games and hanging out and having fun. This is very Perfectly true odd. because I logged into YouTube the other day on my Xbox and you know, Google does that weird thing where they're like, all of a sudden, even though you use them 900 times a day, they're like, we don't know who you are. Yeah. And yeah. it logged me out and I got the generic homepage to YouTube. Frightening. It is horror. I mean, that that I have Shudder that my wife and I watch horror movies on. That was the Shudder homepage is less scary than the homepage of YouTube. It, it's you it's have no that. idea what's going on on YouTube, people. You don't want to know. And the best <laughs> way to close your know. eyes to that is to like and subscribe. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So we uh, we'll move on to the other shows, of course, because I know we're going to talk about Xbox for a while. Um, anything else on uh, games like Saints Row? Uh, oh, Travis. Midnight Fight Express. Give us a few yes, minutes yes, on yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Midnight Fight Express. So um, IGN had an exclusive on that, which I got to cover. Super awesome. Um, they actually Looks gave me the great. full. They gave me the full game, so I played the full game. I can only talk about the first eight levels, though. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, that game is super cool. Um, they didn't really hype this up anywhere in their trailer, but it's an extremely funny game. Uh, it it like just the writing is super silly and like over the top. It kind of reminds me of. Um, a little bit like Hotline Miami. That game's not as funny. Well, Hotline Miami Two is super serious, but one had like a little bit of levity to it. Um, and it, it's a it's a very silly game where basically the goal is how cool Keanu Reeves, you know, uh, in in uh, John Wick can you can you be? Uh, and doing like sweet just every room they just give you a ton of just fun things to interact with, like. Uh, you know, just lots of items that can be thrown or used as weapons or swung around or, you know, trains flying by you at high speeds that you can push people into or, or smash their heads into as you fight them. And it's just a, a very fun um, karate game, basically. Like, you know, where, where the goal, the question isn't really, am I going to be able to beat these guys? It's how cool am I going to be able to look while doing it? And that's like the challenge is like kinda, how, how sweet, how sweet of a combo can I pull off? And it's very, it's very fun. It kind of looked like, um, you know, we grew up in the 68, 16 bit air arcade era with a lot of uh, beat em ups, right? Tons of beat em ups. Yeah. And we used to love those. And it looked like the kind of beat em up game that I envisioned as a kid wanting in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, uh, just going around to your point, smashing a bunch of things all over the place and having fun doing it. And it looked just like a, it looks like a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So you can read, read my uh, full preview or watch the video on YouTube for IGN. Um, if you, if you search for it, it should probably be the only thing besides the trailer that shows up. Um, but it's super cool. I'm very excited for that game to come out um, and uh, com compete with you guys for high scores. Also, I unlocked, <laughs> uh, I unlocked my, my, my suit. So you know, my guy's wearing a suit flying. Oh, he's around. wearing a suit. That's awesome. Yeah, of that so. is awesome. Yeah. You gotta um, do that. Of course, of course. Yeah, they, they just, it's, it's so good. They put you in all these weird scenarios. Like in one, <clears> you're you're on it. You're on top of a train. You know, typical like you're on a train, but there's a helicopter flying by, sniping you. So you have to jump into the the tra car train, and then as you're fighting guys in the car train, there's like a red dot flying past the window. So you have to time it right. Where like you're fighting, and then like the bullet hits the side, and then you jump past the windows and kill somebody else, and then. Just all these really like dumb over the top. Can you can you look cool doing this crazy thing? Um, level so, 
Yeah. It sounds, sounds amazing. Fun. Yeah. I still have to beat um, Sifu. Yeah. It's a lot easier than Sifu. It's not as like focused on just uh, mastering the skill set. It's more just sort of like, it's like drunken fighting style. Like you're just like throwing things and like trying <laughs> stuff out and seeing if it works. And it's sort of chaotic. Uh, and cool. a- is there co-op, Travis? No, I think it's a single-player game. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's get to these Super Chats. A few of them have been sitting for a while now. Super Chats. Well. So super Chats. Yes. All right. Game positive. I love you all, but I swear to God, Hogue is going to trigger me today. I don't know what that acronym is, everyone. <laughs> Good, luck Good luck and have fun. Good luck and have fun. All right. Glyph. Eric, Glyph. thank you have so I much, man. Have yet, Game Positive? Yes. I probably haven't triggered you yet. He sent that about we're, 40 minutes left. ago. We're having so. a good he time. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you, Eric. Yeah, Gecko Gamer, five, or five euros. Uh, is the PC game also going to get discussed? There were some good games in there as well. I watched that. Pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's a few other on. games we will mention from the other shows as well. Obviously, we can't do like a five-hour breakdown of everything. <laughs> they yeah, uh, they showed a mod, for, mm-hmm. a mod for Half-Life Alex during that show, which uh, apparently, really? apparently someone just made an expansion for that game, which is kind of crazy to me. But yeah, uh, there was some good stuff at the show. The modding community never ceases to amaze me. The stuff they do is, is absolutely incredible. Talk about Starfield. It's mm-hmm. got yeah. full mod support. Yeah. Yeah. It's that game. Well, yeah, that's, that's, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. And <laughs> Luke coming in hot with a $2 uh, super chat. Hello. Hi, Hello, Luke. Luke. What's Thanks, that, buddy? Sir. <laughs> Thanks, man. And Gecko Gamer with the $2. Like, uh, this is the second one. Gosh, he's all yes. over the place. Yeah. For non Americans, what was Spike TV? Can I answer this one? Absolutely. Yeah, go, go, for it. go for it. Uh, a monument to all our sins. Yeah. That's, I was going to say an infernal hellscape, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you might want to, why don't you say kind of what it was actually? Oh, yes. oh, oh gotcha. It was the Mountain Dew of cable television channels designed solely to have uh, women jump on trampolines while presenting probably erroneous information about video games, wrestling, and rock music. Was it a Turner? Is that one of the Turner uh, channels? Like TNT, TBS, Spike TV? God, Spike was something else first, but it was something it was, weird. Yeah. Like it was, it was just one of those weird channels where like you could get just super weird out there content on there. Like comedy shows that were too crude or inappropriate to show mm-hmm. anywhere else would end up on yeah. Spike TV. It's and the main show shows. of channels. I mean, I'm trying to get this in your head. Like go watch a YouTube trailer for Spike TV Presents the Game Awards and you will have everything you need to know about it. So you just yeah, go find yeah. one of those commercials and you'll be right there and you'll understand what Spike TV was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they've said it. It was in the Nashville Network. I knew it was something weird. I was going to say country music television. <laughs> yeah, Nashville <laughs> Network. Lucius with $5 Super Chat. Summer Games says has no clout to ask The Rock for a second take. WB asked him to push for those games and he put in the least effort to do it. I think that's true. Yeah. What games? Yeah. He said, I'm yeah. also in Fortnite. He was what advertising his movie, right? Also in Fortnite. He advertised oh, his gym, his drink, and his movie. Yeah. And he said, and, and you might know me from, and it that's takes him 10 seconds, Fortnite. <laughs> I'm sure he showed up because somewhere in Jeff Keighley's data, it said that people really like it when there's a celebrity appearance and they were just like, here's a celebrity. And then that was it. That was probably, well, you know, one. just go pay David Hader is 10 bucks on cameo and, and have him come on 
uh, you know, get get on a national. That's what it market. felt like they did for The Rock. It felt like it was a cameo, like $50 charge. Yeah, he was like, oh, my God, I've got to do this, and then stopped mid-workout to be like, all right, let me film this on my iPhone real quick and send it over. That's what it looked like. Uh, Very interesting. Thank you, Lucius. Ruby in the house. Ruby Rudy. Why is a hand-drawn and animated OG game disappointing? That is a lot of work. Yeah. Sure yeah. No, the, the game itself. Uh, he wants know. more of it. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a cuphead. I'm a Cuphead fanatic. <laughs> like, I adore Cuphead. And I know, like, I've read the documentary. I've talked to people at Studio MDHR. So I, I know the game, like, and how much work goes into it. I don't. You are, uh, you are serious about Cupheading. Oh, yeah. I've got literally on the wall right there, I've got a print from Studio MDHR. They only gave to 50 people for their one year birthday celebration. So I'm I'm all about the game. Don't 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 mistake me. I want has more way more cuphead cred than I do. Yeah, I want more of it. So yeah, it's definitely not disappointing. Nice. It's anything but another 10 and, years you can get cuphead too. Stop it. And uh shout out to Ruby, by the way. She came by our Xbox Live cast on with when we did cast co-op and she was hanging nice. out and just said she's discovered us from Hogue from you. And nice. uh, she's just been hanging out with us. So it's awesome to see. Thank you, Ruby. Because it's awesome over here. <laughs> And, it's something yeah. over here. All right, Gio Rio. <laughs> or was it the Euros? I can't say. Okay. There it is. All right. Every week, man. The Every Last week. of Us, or the, I'm assuming it's the last of one remaster version, was boosted 60 FPS higher res. This one, mm-hmm. this one is seen rebuild with new renders and textures. Uh, when you watch the compare videos, it looks amazing. I'm really happy. I'd love to go back. I'm also going to go back. And spend sixty dollars. No, <laughs> good luck at sixty. You mean seventy. Yeah, oh, seventy dollars. Yeah, fantastic. That's the that's the pain tax they just put on oh. you. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't disagree with anything said there. It's just usually when somebody calls something a remake, they mean that they're actually remaking the game. Like, yeah. it's going to have new dialogue and new scenes, and you know what I mean. Like, it's going to be a new thing. Like the the Knights of the Old Republic is going to be a remake. They're not just like making that game look better. They're going to do other stuff. I assume so. Mm. Uh, I like, I like. Yes, I, I, I bet that they are. But I have Let's to say it. this. The Last of Us Part 1, um, having played some games with Naughty Dog in the last nine years, I could not be happier that they don't appear to be touching anything on The Last of Us Part 1 vis-a-vis speaking or narrative. Uh, it would only be a mistake. So uh, I agree, honestly, which is why I thought it was weird when they said it, they're making a remake of the game. I was like, really? They're going to touch that game? That's like painting over the Mona Lisa, right? But yeah. uh, they're they're. it seems like they're not doing that. Nope. They should have just called it a remaster, uh, honestly. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but they need to use the word make to charge. You're not going to know. Hey, you, they max out at 50 bucks. Yeah. I can't got to get that 70 in there. <laughs> Gio, thank you, brother. And Gio, shout out to Gio as well. He's one of our newest patrons. Came over to the Season Gaming hey, Discord. Gio. Patrons, he's hanging out with us all the time. He's a good guy. Nice. Ash had a good comment. Resident Evil 2 Remake is a remake. That's a great example. Yeah, that game was actually is. remade. Uh, yep. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. There you go. That's a remake. Perfect. <laughs> not, That's what not. I would expect. So when they say remake, they're using a term... They should have just called it something else. They should have just called it. We we want to sell it to you again. The edition. I don't know. Let's, I, I'm part one next generation. I don't. You know, it doesn't matter. You, you can call it anything. Yeah. Yep. Got a Man. few more. Man, we got a bunch of them. All right, Jazale, ten dollars super chat. I'm usually sleeping during the big cast. Just want <laughs> sure. to thank y'all for a great show every week. So am I, Jazale. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. If you watch really closely, he can sleep with his eyes open in the top right yeah. there. Really <laughs> he, he takes thousands of micro naps throughout the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank yeah, you so you much. See me like laying down it. there. There we go. Yeah. All right. What's the next one here? All right, Meb Two X. 
If you only get one, which game from the showcase? I need a clarification as a lawyer. Which showcase? Summer Games Fest? Summer Games Fest, I think Saints Row is the default winner. Yeah, I, I would probably so agree with you on that one. Yeah. Really, really, really. Okay, I, I'll take well, it. I, actually, I'm, I'm, I, can't, I can't remember all the games that were I'm shown. Col- but, they're literally yeah. in the notes in front of your eyes. <laughs> you think I have the notes up? He thinks we're opening the notes. Yeah, that's so silly. <laughs> you see? You see what I deal with every week? I got my uh, Callisto, Callisto Protocol is the one. No, that's the protocol would be up there for sure. I, I'm yeah. with you on that, Ains. I really like that one. That's um, legit too gory for me. That's not taking away anything from anybody else. Uh, you, you just have your proclivities, right? It's like, uh, it's, it's a bit much for me. Yeah, it's it's it looks intense. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Saints Row. Just looking at this list, it looks great. I I love the look of Saints yeah. Row. Uh, Meb, thank you so much, Don Lionheart in the house. Man, ten dollars super chat. I don't know how Spike TV came up, but joining the stream and the first thing I hear is Hoax's description of it as a, <laughs> the Mountain Dew of TV channels with women jumping on trampolines was glorious. I mean, and also accurate. It's accurate. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it was a perfect description and what should be used going forward in Mountain, all dictionary it feels a little harsh material. To do personally, I think. <laughs> Maybe. Don, nice. thank you so much. Don's uh, always swinging it's a very by. Very specific leaving. kind of drink. Yeah, he's leaving nice <laughs> comments and everything else. So thank you very much, Don. And Don? lastly, right now, Zach. Zach. Zach Frisch. Uh, have you guys played Absolver? The combat mm-hmm. mechanics to me were super innovative. Sifu is great as well. I'm a huge slow clap fan. Absolver's cool, but it's like it a it's cool. like a first, I don't know, it's like a first prototype of what could be cooler. I'm looking forward to what they come up with next. Yeah. Um yeah. I played like five minutes of Absolver, so I can't really claim to have played it, but yeah. Absolver's yeah, cool. I, play, I played it's a little cool. bit. Very cool. And Sifu, uh yeah, finished. I love Sifu. So yeah, great game. Slow clap is very uh innovative. That was Devolver nice. Digital too, wasn't it? Absolver. Oops, they they okay. usually make games with like really fun or silly combat. So yeah, good. what the hell have I done here? I did something bad. Guys. We're just permanently here. We're all over yeah. the place. Zach, you're permanently on the screen from now on. Appreciate yep. you. <laughs> uh, sometimes you pop off a comment and go back on. You can get that uh, get rid of, or if you try to highlight a different comment. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Thank you. See, Hoag's more I've, than I've been in the stream yard mine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not used to this many live viewers. You see what happens? Too many comments. Um, uh, it's it's not wrong. StreamYard can throw hiccups when it gets upset. Yeah, it can. It can. Thank you, everyone, though. <laughs> Appreciate you so much. So, uh, okay. The one thing, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, which I think many of us thought would show up at Summer Game Fest, is we did not, over the past week, we did not see Hogwarts Legacy again. Did not. Which is, uh, nope. I don't know. That's interesting to me. They're still saying holiday, but... They don't have a date yet. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and and Xbox did put up. They got their big pictures of games coming out. It's still on the 2022 label. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know that the fact that Xbox highlighted it at all is its own interesting story. Uh, but I think folks think we know that it's a Sony marketing partnership. That doesn't yep. mean it has to not appear anywhere ever. Uh, if you think about it, you also you all often have the trailer pop up for the 30 second version and say check out more at whatever um at the state of play or gamescom or later <laughs> but it didn't appear anywhere um so i i would not if you have a house a home a car that you love just a nice set of comic books i would not bet them on hogwarts legacy releasing in 2022 yeah 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 um, we probably the same boat although december would be the perfect month to release that game it really would we talked about that before right the mm-hmm. holiday season is Play- i'm not sure beat. there's an imperfect month the world is wide open if you can finish your interactive gaming product anytime <laughs> this year. 
<laughs> God of War, um, anyone? God we got a couple of funny notes. <laughs> God of War. No, I'm not betting on that. Hey, one. hey, ru- rumor. I've, I've heard recent rumors it's November. I would be surprised. Uh, well, I saw a Bloomberg report on that as well. If you recall what the Horizon Forbidden West timeline looked like throughout its development cycle, you will find right now in the year that it was applicable saying we're aiming for holiday. We think we're going to be able to hit that. And lo, it was February. Uh, so, I mean, I would get ready for God of War Ragnarok in your winter seasons, 2023. And if it comes out <laughs> earlier, be excited because we already saw how expectations can break a man earlier with Cuphead and Ains. So <laughs> expect winter 2023. Oh, and if it comes earlier, well, that's my gift. That's to you. just a good way to live in general. But I've not read the Bloomberg article. This is just what I've heard. Yeah. Just that it, 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 and uh, you want to talk about expectations killing a man. You have, we haven't even gotten to Banjo yet. We'll get there. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, what was Someone... all the teasing me about Banjo all week? What was this about? There, well, this is just Ains's crazy hill that he cho- chooses to die on every year that he thinks Banjo is going to come back. But yeah. there were there were actually some rumors. But there's rumors every year. I never I believe them. Yeah. Oh, see, so you can see he's he's fallen over and dead here at this point mm. on my stream. So yeah, I, well, I, uh, but I see the Persona cat is happy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's helping out. He's helping out uh just jay asked uh did nintendo do a showcase yet no but it leaked this morning that they're planning one later this month in a couple weeks so check out vgc i think alana pierce a few others mentioned that uh it's coming in like two weeks like we could have leaked that we could have just gone out on a limb and said nintendo's having a direct at the end of june yeah it's like the easiest leak in the history of leaks (laughs) g-man said i was playing the stream at two times speed until i caught up and now everyone sounds like they are speaking in slow-mo oh yeah i can try to speak faster if you like (laughs) <laughs> all right uh we have a winner of the first giveaway for three months of a- a- xbox i don't know why it came out of my mouth that way the wiener is robert stanley if you're still in the chat hit us up let us know find me on twitter my dms are open even if you don't follow me so just hit me up i will get you a code for three months of game pass ultimate like i said if for some reason you don't play on xbox you don't want the code any other reason let me know and we will pick a different winner to get it so cool we will uh we'll be giving another giveaway here shortly so stay tuned and for now we will move on to a couple of the other shows um devolver was a really fun one there was the pc gaming show i know gecko mentioned a few others i'm gonna mention a few games here just um sure just you know for the heck of it uh so in the devolver show they showed uh this uh um roguelite coming which looks amazing called cult of the lamb it's coming out august 11th they showed a really fun game called anger foot which looks hilarious they showed a trailer for a game called the plucky squire which blew me away if you have not checked that trailer out yet watch the whole thing it's only like a minute and a half long but check it out the plucky squire he's very plucky he is they showed skate story which looks really interesting and then we got a bunch of other trailers pc gaming show as well some stuff like invincible which is a new sci-fi narrative game that uh looks very interesting system shock is coming to consoles um there's Has a that system a, shock remake been being made for like my entire adult life yes, yes it was a much. kickstarter funded game that yes. almost went belly up and then had a revival and it's okay. it's just it's in it's in development hell that's night dive Yes, I think that's right. Yes, uh, Jupiter asks, "Is Cold of Lamb coming to Game Pass?" No, it is coming to Xbox, not coming to Game Pass. Same with Plucky Squires coming to all platforms. I know PlayStation like promoted it, and it only showed PlayStation, but it is coming to PC, Xbox, etc. Um, but no, I don't think it's coming to Game Pass. But anyway, before we get to Xbox and Bethesda, I just wanted to stop and say, is there anything 
other shows, other games, anything else during this week you guys wanted to touch on? Well, like I said, I enjoyed Day of the Devs. Unfortunately, I, the the names of some of the things escaped me. I was interested yeah. in, speaking of escape, uh, you know, they had they showed uh, a team working through COVID that made physical escape rooms and nobody was going to them. And so they made a digital version I'm interested in checking out. Like, I love those stories from those particular ones because I feel more connected to the game that's being made. Uh, so if you are interested, check out those videos because they're interesting even above what game might come out in terms of output. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, indie games that are still a distance away that maybe aren't fully co <laughs> I you kind of remember them when they actually release. So, I, I saw that one about the painting lady. Uh, it was, I saw that like a year ago. Cool. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to follow those things, I think. So um, no, I don't think I've missed anything. Summer Games Fest was kind of a, a downer for me. Uh, but I did like some of the other stuff and I didn't realize there were some of the other shows that you just mentioned. So I'll have some stuff to watch, uh, you know, when I next have free time. Yeah. And, and I, like IGN, of course, and others have done good curations of kind of all this content from different, uh, different shows. So, I mean, there's a bunch of them. There's like four shows a day, you know, um, in fact, the one guy I li- I co co live streamed the Devolver show with Indie Gamer. He, he was doing, I think he did like 10 or 11 live streams over the past four days. Um, nice. it's a lot of little sideshows of things. So, um, yeah, definitely check all those out. All right. We're going to get to the, the core of the, com- uh, the core of the conversation here. Hold on. I got to crack my knuckles. Here. Show. <laughs> oh boy. So I have, oh, stretches. so to have a little fun, uh, before we start into the, the full conversation about the show itself and the games last week, if you joined us, we did a prediction and we basically, uh, I took a bunch oh, of the God. rumors and leaks and everything. I got it like, wrong. No, 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 this is fun. Let me speak. Let me speak. He's so excited. Because <laughs> I had I had to go back and I had to rewatch everything, right? And see where we landed and what our predictions were. And we asked all kinds of things. Fable, Avowed, Wolfenstein, Doom, all this stuff, right? So I know a bunch of you uh, joined us last week and put your comments in. So you can let me know how you did if you calculated it. So here's the funniest thing, guys. So I went back. And obviously, as you know, we were mixed on our predictions. And by the time I got to the final one, which was Fable which I think, I don't know who said what about Fable, but by the time I finished that and I calculated everything up on how many we got right, this is not a joke, all four of us got seven. Which means, not only is that cool, that all four of us ended with the same amount of correct predictions, but it also means, hilariously enough, the only reason I lost is because I said Banjo would be there. <laughs> and all of you said it wouldn't. <laughs> dumb. dumb, well, dumb. Well, that, that whole thing was weird because a lot of our a lot of our predictions were based off of previous Xbox shows. And right out the gate, yeah. Xbox said, this is not a typical Xbox show. We're going to show next 12 months, which that's that is not the MO of these big Correct. blockbuster showcases. It's like stuff farther down. So I actually like that change, but our predictions were so off. Like I was like Fable for sure. But if you were like, yeah. it's a 12 month only show, I'd be like Fable, not for sure. You know what I mean? So, oh, there was there was some funny ones like um, Hogue. You said that uh, Hellblade is a lock. Uh, We didn't see Hellblade. Um, The fact that Hellblade isn't planned for the next twelve months is interesting to me. Yeah, that that game's been in a bunch of shows. Oh, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just probably saving it for next fall. When I went back and actually looked at some of the things we said, it was it was quite funny. I it's not listed that. under 2023 currently, oh. but I mean they, they were trying to limit that picture. It's just to June, yeah, it's through to June. Um, yeah. There was there was another one um, that you uh, Rick and Travis were really big on, which was uh, 
Sounds like us. We often agree. Yeah, we're often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the uh, might have, might have been avowed. I think many people obviously expected avowed myself. Yeah, included. I thought avowed, but again, if you told me yeah. next twelve months, I'd be like, absolutely not. So I think I yeah. said no on avowed. Yeah. So, but anyway, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I don't know how anyone else did in that, but I just found it hilarious that four of us with all kinds of wild predictions all ended on a seven, and I was the only one who said Banjo would be there, and I literally said I'm going to say yes just to hopefully try and will it to be there, and. uh yeah, I lost on both. Try to believe it in the dreamers, right? Right. No, I definitely said there will be uh, a monk's narrative story from Obsidian based on illustrated drawings of. Uh, yeah, from for sure. <laughs> I think I definitely said that. Yeah, that was a crazy get. Good for you. Yeah. No, I got full credit for that one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That was yeah. The accuracy of that prediction was uncanny. Yeah. What can I do? All right. So um, there's a lot of thoughts I want to and questions I want to ask you guys because there's obviously been a lot of discourse about this show afterwards too <laughs> so I live I live co-streamed this or live reacted to this stream and I'll, I'll tell you my thoughts as, I, as we live watched it uh that me Joe and Luke shared which was we, we got in we got some good stuff out of the gate right some big stuff and you get through fours and overwatch two and stuff and then you kind of had this what I would call kind of down period in the middle of the show where it was uh, expansions and it was um, kind of indie based stuff. And I can tell you that watching it live, that we were saying out loud, like, this is disappointing. This is this is a show that I think we most of the audience agreed, I would say last year, we all agreed that the Xbox show was awesome, right? 30 games. They crushed it. They did what they needed to do. They showed a bunch of stuff. No way then, Hug agrees with that. <laughs> well, I said majority, right? Most. Um, so they come out this year, and we we were kind of watching this, and we we're like, ah, you know, and then, you know, we get through it. We see some other stuff, and they get to Starfield, and Todd Howard comes out, and I'm like, this is it, guys. Like, Starfield, yeah, the end. No way guy. you're not finishing with Starfield. Right? Yeah, so. Yeah, of course. So then... You know, I leave kind of like in my mind and I don't like don't want to throw numbers at it, but I leave with this kind of being a mid tier, you know, kind of decent show, but it didn't really blow me away. And then and then I go back and I take the past day to reflect on this. And I rewatch a bunch of the trailers in 4K and I I look at the discourse on Twitter um, and there's obviously people up and down on the show. But I will say this, my my biggest takeaway is that when you reflect on the show and I go back right now and I look at the content they they showed the the difference between kind of um triple a content right you're talking your red falls your starfields your diablo fours et cetera et cetera versus these kind of indie games we didn't know about ahead of time um and the audiences that they reach how many things are coming to game pass all these kind of nuances right to the announcements and then you look at kind of these big tier announcements like i had i kind of understood the significance of the riot games announcement but it didn't really hit me until I spoke to my son about it, who plays League of Legends every day of his That's life. Huge. And he put into context what it means for these games to come to PC Game Pass and have all champions unlocked and all these Riot games. Because I didn't know. I've never, you know, I'm not a fan. And I was like, okay, that's well, that's pretty big. Now I see why people are saying this is a big deal. And then you think about Kojima being on the Xbox stage for the first time. And, you know, obviously didn't see anything, but just the mere fact of that. And anyway, long story short, after reflection and kind of going back through, I'm more positive on the show than I was initially. And I don't know, I, I don't know if I can say it's like the greatest show I've ever seen, but I'm definitely more positive than negative now. So I know, I don't know where you guys landed after watching this. Let's give kind of initial impressions um, sure. as I try to catch up. Hey, Naked HD is back. Good morning. Um, 
I'm trying to uh, catch up with Super Chats and make sure I don't miss any. So please go ahead and take it away. I know the feeling too, Ains. Godspeed. Um, yeah, no, I'm so I'm the opposite. I'm vastly more negative than positive. I mean, I, and just as kind of a framework, I, I can I can say that if we're just putting kind of our overall impression. Sure. Just overall. Yeah, right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the games. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do I'll do mine too. Um, I, if I were if I were rating it on IGN scales, I often like to put things in uh, that scale. Um, I would probably give it an eight out of 10. Great. Uh, and the okay. reason for that is because it did a few things that I think every show should do. We should force them to do it, which is uh, it focused on games we're going to be playing in the next 12 months. I am sick of seeing trailers 15 times. And yeah, to hope to your point, Next twelve it's not months, guaranteed, but it's well, they were playing fast and loose with those twenty twenty three. Some some of these will fast and loose. Some of these will absolutely get delayed, <laughs> but I think the ambition yes. is there for this to not be super far out, which I absolutely adore. Every show should should aspire for that one hundred percent. Um, and the second thing they did is that they focused on gameplay almost exclusively, which I would say is another thing that really bugs me about these shows is when you're just saying CGI after CGI after CGI. Gameplay was the foundation of pretty much every demo they showed. And when they showed CGI, they stepped on it very slightly and walked away or in Kojima space, literally just had him talk, which was crazy to me. But, um, it, you know, th they focused on gameplay probably more than like 90% of other uh, shows I've seen, which I think is, is fantastic. And the, really the reason that it's, it's not higher because that's obviously a great framework is the content. I felt that the content a little bit, some of the games they showed too early, personally i i mean we'll get to which games but i think they showed some games a little bit too early um and then i think that they to your point aims a little bit with the show of the the flow of the show they didn't pick the right times to do certain announcements yeah. and that yeah, sort yeah. of thing and, and had kind yeah. of like slow periods so for me i think it's great the games they showed looked pretty good with a few exceptions um the format to me is the number one highlight Tw 12 months all gameplay Nailed it. Please do that more. Um, but yeah, there, there were some that I have more questions for, and I don't think they use their time super effectively in certain areas. Uh, okay. But yeah, that's that's me. Dan? You're on mute. You do this at least once a show. At least. I got to at least, you know, keep the street going. <laughs> so you're welcome. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same level here as Hogue. I, I, it was just... I, I do appreciate the format, and I really do. It's they, they, that's what all these shows need to be. With that being said, that kind by format. Of, sorry, Dan. By format, do you mean the twelve well, month like, thing? Yeah, the twelve month. You know, yeah. and like Travis, like gameplay. I mean, that's what we want to see, right? I mean, that's and that way we don't have these super high expectations, but at the same time, you know, that really kind of limits what you're going to see you know, immediately right off the bat. And, but I understand why they're doing it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That being said, I, I'm, I'm a very, you know, my, my tastes have shifted to very, very specific, you know, kinds of games and what I play. And I, I don't go out and play everything a whole lot anymore. So generally it was fine. I can understand why people are going to be super excited, especially if you're subscribed to the game pass I and mean, there's a ton of stuff coming to it. So that's great. Um, as far as like, how many games that I was like, yeah, this is going to be a day one for me. I mean, not a whole lot. So, but you know what? I, I appreciate the effort <laughs> that Xbox put into this. I appreciate, you know, the, the shooting for this next year, this next fiscal year to whatever June 20, whatever it is, 23. I don't even know what 
year yeah, it is June, anymore. June 30th, 2023, which by yeah, the way, yeah. is so, fiscal yeah. year. Cool. Yeah, their fiscal year. Yeah. So that's good luck. You know, that's great. You know, there's about, we'll get to the games later, I know, but, you know, like when Starfield hit, I was just like, okay, well, this, they really only need to release one game for me. And then I'll be good because, <laughs> you know, again, that's all I really play. So, yeah. Okay, so that that was going to be my next question for you guys, and I'm, I'm trying to framework this a little bit because I know we can be all over the place with these these games and everything else. So, my next question was, for, and, and this is particularly for Dan and Rick, um, which is we've thinking about as I reflected. I told you I reflected on the show and kind of we've talked before around coming into a show where you're showing thirty plus games, right? And it's like clearly. I think we all, well, you can let me know if you don't agree, but I think the mindset should generally be, right? If you see a good 10%, 20%, you know, what, whatever, about four or five games out of a show that really interest you, that's a good thing. And the reason I give that context is because as I looked at this show, it became exceedingly clear, right, that this show was probably the most I've seen out of Xbox that was aimed towards the audience they are intending to grow towards, Right. The audience they're intending to reach. And by that, I mean markets that they are uh, kind of mid tier in today. Right. Markets that they want to expand upon. There was obviously a, an Eastern influence in some of these announcements, um, making sure that these uh, games, a lot of these games are kind of Game Pass focused, mobile focused, accessible and anywhere in their ecosystem. And you could tell that they really wanted to reach a breadth of player that stretched across every gamer right whereas i think dan keep me honest here but i think there are people in the what i would i don't like this phrase really but the hardcore community that are expecting these showcases to be the big blockbusters right they want to have 15 triple a blow your mind away uh gameplay trailers when what it looks like this was really focused on was not only the 12-month delivery target, but, like I said, the breadth of experiences that you can get in the e Xbox ecosystem, which, for better or for worse, means you're going to see, over the course of 36 games, I think it was, 33 games, you're going to see 15, 20 maybe, that if you're, if you're a more narrow kind of gamer, you're going to see games that don't interest you. Yeah, um, I don't even know if it's the narrowness. I think it's expectation. In my opinion, the reason PlayStation almost always wins with their conferences is because they don't follow the rules that, that Xbox just imposed on themselves, right? It's they aren't afraid to do huge blockbuster announcements and be like Shenmue 3 and then, you know, not deliver Shenmue 3 for like however long it's been, right? Uh, and they then deliver Shenmue 3. Yeah, and then <laughs> so uh, you know they they can they can um, they can do stuff like that, and I think that that is what fans expect. So I think a lot of the disappointment online was these weren't the blockbuster announcements I wanted, and fair. There, but there's never going to be an hour's worth of blockbuster announcements that are coming out in the next year. So it's really a, a philosophical decision of like a strategy decision at Microsoft. All right, they want to show the the next twelve months of games. Well. That's that's very different in the types of announcements you're going to get. You're not going to get like a logo of a huge beloved franchise. And yeah, the you're not going to get the fable teaser. You're not going to get the fable teaser. You're not going to get the new banjo teaser if they're yeah, working on that. Because you already got them. Like this is bullshit. 
Yeah, Microsoft's entire modus operandi was here's a logo. It'll come when it comes. Here's a picture of a magic deer in a forest. Who knows when, whether that, that, that'll ever that's, be That's Travis's point. That, that's no, my no, no, point no. is that they, they have done that in the past. Sony always wins because they didn't bind themselves. I got news for you. Microsoft wasn't binding itself when Sony was kicking its ass. At these Microsoft games. was way less willing to do it. And in fact, Phil Spencer has said that he thinks that they do it too much. They announce games too early. And, they do and do it too it. much, but they were yeah, in the game. 100%. They just were losing. They're going oh, in a different yeah. direction. One hundred percent. I I mean yeah. I agree. I just think that what if you're if you're a viewer and you've seen an E three or two in your time, your expectations are going to be blockbuster announcements nonstop. And I think that Microsoft strategy just already just the strategy was going to lead to disappointment, even if the games were were great, because you're you're not it's not the type of show that they're expecting. You've heard of most of these games. Now, if they stick to the strategy. Five years from now, we'll be hearing about games for the first time through a gameplay demo. And that, to me, that's like, that's that's the gold standard. That's the, where we should be headed. I just think that this is a transitional period if this is going to be their strategy moving forward. And the fact that we knew about almost all these games we were seeing uh, gameplay for was really the problem. It was the format. For, well, for I don't think they have the people. temerity to stick with it. So I guess I don't share your optimism. You might be right, there. man. And I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I think that the feedback might be from this. Hey, we actually do like those blockbuster so give us the logo and if that's true i will personally be disappointed because i think this is no i like the shorter runway too travis i do i just don't agree with your thesis that that's why microsoft was losing because they were engaged in it just as much as sony and the last couple of times sony did a show it was all for stuff that was pending like sony's last big show was ghost of tsushima and last was part two and like those were games that were imminent when they did that show and but 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 i think i think that happened because they already announced all they already announced all of their other games that were super far out and that they didn't have updates for. So they had to focus I'm, on- I'm, I'm in large agreement with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying like, early. yeah, I, th- I think we're agreeing. We're just, I, 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 I take, your point is well taken that, that Xbox wasn't losing because of that. I just think that PlayStation style and flair for just like big blockbuster announcements has been more, they do it better, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and they have, you know, Square Enix is on their side for the most part. And Square doesn't care if you're alive when the game that they announce is released, <laughs> right? Like they, they will announce whatever, they will announce, they'll just go in an elevator and think, yeah, this could be a good game. And that'll go on their E3 presentation. For sure. So, I mean, like that's how some of those companies operate. I, I agree with you that I like the time frame. Now, I honestly, if I'm messaging in the background, I make it 18 months. I, I take the next calendar year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't limit it to June. Because uh, you could, you can then talk about some holiday stuff. Uh, but I, I would rebuttal to that theory. I don't okay. want to see it at the same. E- I don't want to see it at two E threes. That's oh, why see, I, I think the year is good. I, I guess I don't mind the early. I don't mind essentially a two E three cycle, which is the here's the thing. Here's a little bit of gameplay. Get excited, and then the next year is your big star field twenty minutes. Like I, I don't mind that structurally. Uh, okay. But um, that's, that's, that's I, I, yeah. I probably would have made it eighteen months. But I have no problem with them saying this is new stuff. I do think it's not a long-term plan for them, to be honest, Travis. I think it's it's a result of Starfield and Red and Redfall and 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 grabbing things from what would have been this year and making it look a little bit more uh, good. For ignore the fact that we're not going to say 2022 on basically anything. Um, and and or if you do say 2022, no release date. That was crazy. We got that on. Um, got that on, on a couple. Uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah, 2022, no date. Yeah. Well, I don't think Hollow Knight committed to 2022. Didn't they? Uh, I don't think so. Because I think they had a tweet that said, we promised before June 30, 2023. 
I believe yeah. it's, it's you might like be right, but there were a few that said 2022. Plague, yeah, Tale, Plague Tale, the weird thing is Plague Tale did, and then they announced today they're coming next week with a new trailer and the release date. Hell yeah. Weird. It's a weird, weird time, isn't it? It is a weird time. So let me also add this piece of context because the, the thing I always like to see afterwards is other people's reactions, right? Yeah. So anecdotally, when when we left Cast Co-op and the three of us all kind of were in agreement that this was kind of a eh, show, a good show, but not not great. Um, I, I was seeing the opposite online. And so if you take a few pieces, and this is all anecdotal, we know this, but Jeff Keighley, for instance, ran his poll of what you thought of the show. 110,000 votes right now. It's actually about to end in 15 minutes, funny enough, but 110,000 votes and nearly 40% say A for this show. That's crazy. Uh, 35% say B. So you're at you're at three quarters of the people. Correct answer. The console <laughs> wars are real. I don't, I don't know what to tell be. you. The, the self-selecting audience of people that choose the Xbox gaming showcase out of the crew that operates the internet and Twitter polls uh, is um, is not well, like a real said, life. It's I, not a real well, life well, slice. Shouldn't shouldn't F also be 40% then? No, because the Sony fans would never deign to look down from elsewhere upon their plastic box to another plastic <laughs> box. My God, man. They, they seem to come to our comments a lot. when. Well, I, I can tell you for a fact that the uh, Summer Game Fest show got a lower rating. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like C's oh, for and sure. stuff. Right, well, um, it didn't have a plastic box endorsement at all, Ains. No <laughs> but he, but he took the... He took, he gave the quiz, which means that he already had all of the all the people following him were his audience size, and even them said even they said a lower score. B is the but correct I, answer. Okay, let's but, just but okay, but you know that's yesterday? one poll. But again, I'm I'm D, dog. You know, I, I've seen a lot of um a lot of commentary that really enjoyed this show, and I funny enough, I, I see a lot of commentary similar to mine, which is it, it's a show that gets better when you reflect upon it. I don't know if that speaks to what we said, Travis, which is kind of the pacing's a bit off. Some of the selection of where you play things or how you play them is a bit I honestly off, think but... it's your brain adjusting to the fact that it's not the same type of showcase you've seen in the past of like, there aren't going to be large blockbuster surprises. They're just going to show you what you're playing next 12 months. If you look at it as that, it does that job well. It's just, that's not what people go to the YouTube channel for. They want to see the big blockbuster announcements and the logos and the CGI trailers. And I just think that that not being there is the reason people are like, well, I wasn't really surprised by anything. Well, there were no big reveals, you know? Of course there weren't. They're, they're games we already know about, 12 months. Okay, but I mean, understand Xbox is getting bigger. It's gobbling up more of the industry. Ostensibly, these shows Trying should to. be bigger than they used to be. And that was not. I mean, like, we... We have to start measuring our expectations around Xbox spending $100 billion to gobble up huge amounts of other shows. And we're not getting a comparative increase in delivery. I hope we do. I hope we do. But we didn't get that yesterday. And that's a part of my brainscape as well. It, it speaks more to what we've gotten in the past from Microsoft and what people's expectations are as opposed to, you know, what it actually was. You know, when, when you don't get... You know that nice fillet. You know and you're used to eating the garbage sirloin you get for two dollars. And you know then it's like, oh well, this is this isn't too bad. It's a nice little strip. You know, it's you know better than this. Summer Games Fest. I think it was too. Yeah. You know, and then but I think I think people just you know you, you get to that point where was I don't go to Ains's barbecue and have a good salad. I want exactly. <laughs> Diego knows where I'm at. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. You know, you, you, you but you know, but we're we're taught or we're we're we're, we're at this point now where we're we have to temper all of our expectations and that affects how we think of these things. I think, and it, it's yeah. just, 
I don't understand because why. Rule number one for Microsoft yesterday was can we slap Game Pass on it? Right? Like that's the difference in what Xbox's show is doing right now. That's why you get so much broader audience stuff. These are the things they've licensed and spent money on. The most important thing for them was to be able to say it was on Game Pass because that's their product. It's not an Xbox. It's not Phil Spencer's jacket design. It is Game Pass as a revenue service. And so if they could put Game Pass on it, well, then, bam, your indie game suddenly gets a seat at the table. And so that makes your show different. It just does. And I'm super excited about that out of this world meets Eternal Darkness game. It's like, yeah, sign me up. Fantastic. That's what I want to play. <laughs> but it's it's a different kind of show. And game the it Game is. Pass label was by far the most important thing. That they, they clearly focused on putting that forth in their show. I think oh, I think Game Pass and the breadth of experiences you can find on Game Pass, right? It's yeah, that's clear that they focus on variety yeah. here. Well, I mean There's it's a huge variety. That's part of the that's like that's part of the behind the scenes that goes into the show. Of course. Right? Like it's all part yeah. of one story. There's there's a lot of factors playing at it. One is the expectations versus what Microsoft did in terms of the thing. There's also the fact that we just got done talking about how this is the year of the COVID effectively, and they probably just had less to work with that is imminent. Yeah. Um so it, it, there's just there's so many factors going into it. I don't know if we can really choose which variable is the thing that caused this show to be what it is. But, um, you know, we got the show that we got. And either you like the games or you didn't like the games. And I find myself a little bit of calm, a little bit of calm. What's that? <laughs> I said, you got what you got. Why are we even talking? Right. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I like mean. that. Well, but, but but to me, it's yeah. I can only judge what you show me. I can only judge Correct. what you give me. So let's talk about the games. There's my yeah, let's talk about the games. Okay, because that's where the D comes from. That's let's right. do it. That's where the D comes from. Oh wow. boy, <laughs> we <laughs> could cut that out for a different phrase. That's yeah. sure. before we do that. Show let's me the catch D. Up. <laughs> he said it let's, catch up, let's catch up on super chats, and I think I've caught them all. So let's get caught up here. Yeah, Wendy's Cafe, $10 Canadian. Did you try playing Icarus yet, Hoke? Wendy's Cafe, I have not yet tried it. I have been either streaming or doing law or sleeping. That has been like, my life. Like uh, the but Nintendo I, I, I remember that you recommended fathering. it. I will check I it out. Yeah, what's Icarus, so by the way? Is that like the I, old Nintendo game? No, it's a... a kid a, Icarus. A, a, no, it's not, not Kid Icarus? Icarus. It's like a new uh, Icarus, as I understand okay. it. So I have to check yeah, it out. So I have not oh, checked okay. it out yet. Yeah. You asked me the question. I have not checked it out yet. I was just explaining that to this lovely super chat. <laughs> <laughs> All Dang right. It. Zach back in the house. Yeah, five dollars. As a caveat to the to remakes, let me take my revenge on Abby in Last of Us Part Two. And I'll rebuy it without question. Oh boy. No, that's the point, but screw that narrative. <laughs> Woo. The point. I'd like to introduce uh, yeah, I'd like to introduce I have a couple of hours on that on my channel you can check yeah. out. <laughs> Zach, thank you. And uh, I agree. Moving on, detective <laughs> seeds. <laughs> seeds. I agree. Uh, just coming in. So sorry that, uh, if this has been asked. Uh, do you have any concerns of how the Xbox Series S, not X, will handle Starfield and the mass amount of uh, on-screen frames? Is it going to inevitably? It is going to inevitably have. We uh, haven't gotten to performance of Starfield yet. We haven't gotten <laughs> to performance of Starfield. But to answer the question, because I think they're worried about the S versus the X. Assuming that the X can handle it, <laughs> the S will be able to because the S is a magic box. Yeah, the only difference between the two is one plays 1080p, which is much easier to process. So if the X can handle it, the S will be able to. It's it, that should never be a question. The question is, can the X handle it? Can either console handle it? Was the game developed well for the box that they built it for? And I think that's a separate conversation. I can we'll answer that to. very easily. Oh, Bethesda. 
No, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, they, they went out with what they went out with last night. So, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, and, and by the way, Detective sees no need to ever apologize for asking the question, my friend. No. Thank you. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, Fat Boy Horror with the five pounds. The Plucky Squire looks like the dog's proverbials. <laughs> looks so good. It does. Oh, is that an English thing? It does yeah. look great. Yeah. yeah. He said the English thing in a nice way is what he did. Yes. So yeah. thank you, Fat Boy. Appreciate you. Gecko, back again. I was hoping that the death of Babylon's fall would be announced with an Xbox launch without Game Pass. That poor game. Isn't like fall. one concurrent player or something like that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's still hanging on for dear life. We'd have to, <laughs> someone might want to check on him. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Gecko. Somebody asked, <laughs> what is Babylon's Fall? That's my favorite comment. Yeah, it's the definition of send out to die. And all we say to that is move on. You don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Chaos Actual. Yeah, $5. David Jaffe tweeted today and said he heard from a pal at Sony that God of War is now no longer locked in and is to be determined. Weird, David Jaffe, and I do interact with you, but yes, you going out solid as it's definitely November? Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big mistake. Nothing is solid. Right Nothing now. solid. Even games that are that have gone gold, we now know <laughs> can be moved because that has happened <laughs> a few times. Yeah. Like, I hate that because Gone Gold Day is usually like the ah, oh, finally this one's real. Yeah, no, me. we've seen games go gold and then get delayed, which is unbelievable. It's I don't, I don't even like that terminology anymore. It doesn't fit with today's. It doesn't fit with the current. Gold. Yeah, it's like okay, Gone well, we gold can come up with a different term, but I do like a this date is real lock in. Of like course, six, six weeks in advance. We should call it one point <laughs> that's a better uh, but but as we know right like i mean gone gold was from when they used to press the disc and then it was mm-hmm. done right that was it if it had bugs it had bugs and yeah. that's just not the case now you know now you press the disc and go well we got to finish the other 75 percent of the game that's not on the <laughs> exactly. disc we now have a month go yeah. well don linehart don linehart five dollar super chat do we really believe all or even most of those games are coming out in the next 12 months. I certainly don't. Lucky if we get 50%. Okay, that's right. that's an over-exaggeration. 50% is way too... Yeah. No, it'll probably be 75%, 80%. That's uh, I'd have to do a count. Yeah. I do I believe... I'll say this, because there's, there's too many games to pick and choose between here, right? I do believe that we will get the big games being... By big games, I mean Redfall, Starfield, Forza, Diablo 4 by before July of next year. I do believe. I agree on Forza. <laughs> I can see Redfall getting pushed. I can see I think Redfall's getting, getting pushed. pushed, and I hope Starfield gets pushed. But we'll get there, folks. <laughs> Don, thank you, man. Ah, uh, the Shroom King. Dollar nine super chat. Uh, we don't need a ninety-minute show of AAA. Three and thirty will do. Hey, that's what you got. You just have to find your thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you can piecemeal yeah. it afterwards with individual. Yeah, timestamp that thing. Who cares yeah. about AAA? I I just don't. I don't. I do. Okay, but all right, Trent. All right, God. <laughs> Who cares about AAA? Jesus I just Christ. Want to see it. Big blockbuster games with a lot of resources behind them. Not that it's not a thing about like what. No, the game I know is. what AAA is. I'm just. I know I'm, you I'm know. Always, I'm always like curious why people are like, oh, it has to be AAA for me to care. And I'm like, what the? That doesn't mean the, the game is good shiny. though. If it's AAA. Okay, because you just spent hundreds of dollars on a box that was really only used for AAA. Like you don't need that box for non AAA. Okay. Like that's, that's where it comes from. I, yeah. I, I personally need that box. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, no, no. It could have been played on a PlayStation four. You could play rogue legacy too. How, how many generations can you go back and play that game? 
If you bought a specific plastic box, it is to see some shiny things thrown at your eyeballs. Rogue Legacy 2 has a next-gen, current-gen uh, exclusive version. So okay. I don't need to play it, but I mean, it's, it's an indie game that has a version. Moving on. Like, I'm going to go ahead and jump in here and say moving on. By the way, we just crossed 500 live viewers. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. It's awesome. Anxiety is going through the roof right now. I all prefer right. indie games to AAA. Is the weirdest part of this fight. But like... Yeah. It's it should not be a surprise that people want to see their boxes do something. Do something, folks. It with I'm stick. with you, man. Uh, yeah, my point is you can <laughs> oh, see I'm your box do something in the indie game that's not triple A, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, foul, yeah. foul, Rocco. Loud. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Lowell. <laughs> I'm new here. Hi, Hope. Uh, I don't have room to talk about uh, games because all I play is Fortnite and Diablo. Nice. But the Necromancer announcement had me shouting. That's Sweet. good to hear, man. That's good yeah, to hear. Good, I think. I uh, tried to, I was that, having though. this conversation with some other people that the Diablo community, which is tens and tens of millions of people, when they showed, like, in Xbox's live stream, it was weird to do, like, a two-minute trailer just for the Necromancer. Again, it goes back to kind of placement. But for those people, that's a huge announcement. So that's cool. I literally thought it was it. somebody ripping off Diablo. Like, Me literally, too. as I'm watching the trailer. Well, I said it was Diablo first, and then the longer the trailer went on, I was like, maybe it's not Diablo. <laughs> then Me I too. And I'm Diablo, a hardcore yeah. Diablo player, and I said yeah. the same thing. I was like, okay, maybe it's not Diablo. But yeah, anyway. Uh, Wendy's Cafe back again. Back again. Uh, you can come play with me. I'm going to stream it live over on Twitch later. It's a <laughs> co-op game. Icarus. Tell you what, I will check it out. Uh, but I have to uh, get off this stream and do a bunch more things. But I will, I will look. I will, I will see if I can find your stream. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, Wendy's. And foul back again. Not to mention the mere fact of Diablo Four on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Man. People forget. I know it's been a decade, of course. People forget that Diablo Three launched on PC only and was uh, about a year and, and a half, two years before console, it came to console. When it came to console, it was like worst on Xbox. I remember that. Remember all the frame rate captures and oh, what it was 360 videos. and ps3 that's how long ago it was yeah yeah it's it was crazy. a big deal when they said they were hiring folks to try to figure out the ui solve which i want to give blizzard credit yeah. for the diablo solve is fantastic it yeah. is i actually I prefer it on on console me, now me too yeah. me too yeah. geo back again high on life surprised me and looked finished a lot of people well, we haven't gotten to talk about games, games yet but i'm excited yeah. about that one. a lot of people talk about this one so let's do it let's get to the games so um all right fortnite vampire edition let's start Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! You're killing me! You're killing. It's not me. even the same genre, dude. Man, <laughs> that entire art style and and like approach to like edgy but not dangerous is Fortnite all over. Mm. Eh, I don't. Like, oh my god! Are you going to tell me Redfall is not inspired by Fortnite in terms of artistic design? I mean, I don't know about the artistic design, but as a game, it's completely different, and the tone is also different. I played a lot of Fortnite. The tone is is pretty, yeah. So they open with Redfall. Um, no, let's start with Redfall. We can't even yeah, talk about this now. Let's it's clearly Redfall. inspired by Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, I, okay, but the, uh, go ahead and, and use that as a proxy for it's a bad game, but then actually tell me why it's why you thought it was bad beyond that. I thought it had performance issues. It didn't sell me on the overall game. I have no idea what the meta is. The gameplay gunplay itself didn't look great, but that's never been Arcane's strong suit. And then it says it's following along the lines of Dishonored and Prey. I didn't see any of that at all. Okay, great. So let's talk about those things and not whether it looks like Fortnite because it's a <laughs> but stupid But art movie. matters. I mean, I, it, no, it's, it's, it's an audio-visual media. Okay. So. Okay. okay. I was yeah. waiting for you to say something. So, okay. Redfall. If you're not familiar, first of all, a couple things. 
uh, footage was on Series X. I do like that Xbox specifically called out that Redfall, Forza, Diablo 4, a few others were Series X footage, not PC. I'm just going to put that out there. Redfall, if you're not aware, and, and here's one of the things with showing big games at a showcase, right? I'm a huge Arcane fan. I've been following Redfall for a while. I did an article on it a little while ago. To Hoag's point, if you're someone who doesn't know Redfall and you see this presentation and you look at the gameplay, which, by the way, I really liked. I love this presentation. Okay. But outside of that, right, it didn't speak to – it was a pure action presentation. It showed nothing but just action combat, which if you know what the game is and even read the blog on Xbox right now from yesterday about this game – all the details they talk about in that blog were not shown or even hinted at. So it's I have a, not seen that blog, to be fair. It's a single-player uh, narrative-driven game that can be played in co-op. There is a dedicated island that is built, hand-built, not procedurally generated, right? That is built in the style of the Arkane. Arkane, geez, I can't speak today. Mm. Arcane games like Dishonored and Prey, where it's very explorative. It is loot-based, so there is a lot of looting aspect and character building in this, similar to Borderlands. Um, so this is a much bigger, deeper kind of experience than I think people are realizing from the gameplay demo yesterday, putting that you know, Why didn't they show that? But so here's the question, right? <laughs> if you want to show all those things, then you start to get into how much time do they spend on Redfall, right? Cause yeah, like, but you, but you already bookmarked it for the beginning of the show. I mean, they've been a perfect opportunity to like, you know, it's first and last, last. It's not one of the mic drop spots. Yeah, but that didn't answer the question. So you're saying that you'd prefer them to have spent 10 or 15 minutes on Redfall? Oh, I, I mean, prefer a better presentation. It doesn't have to be 10 or 15 minutes. I, I would say, better. yeah. I mean, I, like, I didn't know any of that stuff. I mean, but that's, you know, from what they showed, it's just, you know, you don't get all of that information. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I understand. I mean, they showed a crap ton of games, but, you know, you know, PlayStation used to do that one show where it was like uh, like a live or whatever, where like they just interview developers. I'm not talking about going in something like that deep, but if you're going to bookmark the your 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 big show for the year, go ahead and put an extra ten minutes on it, especially okay. if it's that big game that you want to showcase. You obviously put it there for a reason, sure. you know. Just like Starfield had like fifteen or twenty minutes, you know that. You know, I saw the, it, it was. I think the way they presented it, you know, it just didn't give enough. It still looked good. I didn't say it was a bad game, right? They just, you know, I would like to see more of that game. Okay. So then, do you think, uh, and these are honest questions. I'm not countering you. I'm just trying to understand because mm -hmm. this is what I love about this conversation because I've, I've, I've been on Twitter nonstop since yesterday and I've had so many conversations about these shows and I love That's hearing. Uh, no, I just, I, I honestly enjoyed the perspective because everyone seems to have a different perspective on what they enjoy. Even on the four of us, we have a different perspective on what yeah. we enjoy. And chat is popping off with, you know, all kinds of different perspectives, which I am reading, by the way, as we're talking. Um, so the question is, we've heard before, Dan, to your point around uh, why don't they do a second show after the showcase where they kind of go deeper on some of these games? They are doing which, that. Right. But why, why exactly. do it a week Oh, you stole his thunder, Travis. Ains wanted that to be the end of his sentence. You guys never let me finish sentences. I've got That's what we're about, Ains. But... My point being, right, if they what if they come out tomorrow with uh, a couple people from Arcane, right, and they say, here's, you know, we showed this starting our showcase, but here's more of what Redfall is, and they spend 20 minutes on it. Does that then satisfy? Yeah, that's still think That they should have changed how they do it in the showcase, or does that satisfy kind of what you're looking for? I mean, it'd be fine. I don't think it changes what the showcase was, right? I mean, that that is what it is. I mean, 
I think you could have added a little bit more at the same time. You know, they also were showing so much, you know, so many games in the small, you know, 90 minutes. So, I mean, I, they did what they had to do. But, you know, or, or even right at the end, just say, hey, we're going to have more. We're going to talk about this a little bit more tomorrow or the next day or whatever. Or after the show, we're going to have like a more expansive, you know, dive into what it is. Just do that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know if the substance is there, Dan. I mean, I honestly don't. I don't know. Like, I, we're, we're, we're guessing as <laughs> yeah. to whether or not it's going to look better if you talk, talk to us more, more about it. I And yeah. I don't know that that's the case. You say you love the way it looked. I say it looks like Fortnite. I mean it. And I think people are getting confused by, you know, uh, the, the Battle Royale. I mean that it looks like how Save the World was presented back in the day with the kind of hip glib comedy with people with writing on their neon painted guns fighting cartoon monsters of some kind and escaping around an, an island environment. Like, I, to me, it is inspired by Fortnite. And it's not my favorite part of Fortnite. And I didn't see good gunplay and I didn't see good action. And if it's first and if it's a single player game with loot, I didn't see any of that. So that doesn't necessarily draw me to the game, but I have no idea. And I'm coming off a death loop, which admittedly is a different arcane. I know this, but I think that was the most overrated game of the past five years. And I really didn't enjoy that. So here we are sitting at a game from a company who made one of my favorite games of all time in Prey from the actual branch office that made that game. And I say, man, I wish this were Prey 2. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on there. That's, that's, That's the other thing that worries me about the game is arcane for me has always been more about that story the the lore the stuff that you can find and maybe that's going to be in this game i don't know yet because i you know i don't really know too much about it but it's just you know that's scares me a little bit i'm not a huge co-op guy either but you can play it in single player so that's great um so it there's still a lot to be asked about it i guess i, I don't know really what it is yet yeah so that's 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 my take on it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to tackle the fortnite thing because that's a silly argument i don't even understand really what, what he's going for there but, <laughs> you, but uh, i will say anyway i mean i'm just i, I have to address no, I mean, you it because you can't i'm, I'm gonna dismiss it, it because it's so yeah, dumb it's but anyway yeah. uh well, let's, let's see let's see what the reviews say when the game time comes out so that that i will get to because i'm a reviewer as oh. you know so uh I will say that, it, that my biggest problem with the demo, because I, I thought the art, the world, the stuff, it looks like a, like it's going to be a fun game, right? Or it, I'm, I'm down with the style. My problem is it didn't really show me what what the game is like in a more substant, substantive enough way, I thought, right? Um, I, I like the silly over-the-top powers, like the phone booth and the other characters sliding into it and flying up in the air and the, the silly kind of like over-the-top combat. Um, but there sort of wasn't enough of that. It, it you know, it spent a lot of time at the beginning ma- making it look like it was going to be like a survival game with like jump scares or something. And then it sort of like switched in tone. I, I just don't think it was a strong showcasing of the game. And that makes me wonder, was the demo just bad? They should have focused on something else or uh, did they or does the game need work? Did they show it too early um, to me for, for my my trained eye? It looked like they maybe showed that game just a little too early. It, it doesn't look like it has enough of a of an identity as a shooter uh, for me to, like, get super excited about it. But as a proof of con- concept in terms of the world over the top co-op shooter where I'm slaying vampires, thank God it's not zombies slaying vampires. Um, I'm OK. I'm OK with that. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> vampires are much better than than zombies and it, in terms of diversity i'm kind of sick of killing zombies but uh yeah I, I i i'm interested to see more about it i don't know if it should have been their headliner i think the demo is a little weak but but uh okay. yeah i'm interested to see more okay 
Yeah, I'm just trying to it's it's fun having the conversation for me and listening to you guys because I'm trying to gauge, obviously, like you said, we each have different expectations and, and Chad and everyone joining us as well. And I'm just trying to gauge like if I'm sitting in the room creating this show, um, there's always a balance, right? And it seems that if you if your goal is to present 35 games in 90 minutes, how and you're gonna spend 15 minutes on Starfield, right? <laughs> how do you show this game and all the nuances and, and mechanics and kind of systems in it effectively? But you um, put an artificial cap on yourself, right? Nobody made you have 90. Could have had 120. You, yeah. Most of your shows have been two hours. Sure. Also, yeah. they they spent a lot of time, like, the pace is another thing. If you're, if you're trying to show me what it's like to play the game, yeah, it's curious to me that you would spend so much time in the single player walking up the ladder and, and kind of exploring creepily and then to shift in tone in the second half. And so I left the kind of thing, the, the demo going, okay, so you can play it single player, but it's meant to be played in co-op, but I, there's still fundamental parts I don't understand. Like I would have liked it more if maybe there, they showed smaller gameplay clips that highlighted different parts of the game, maybe with voiceover to kind of talk about skill trees and loots and, and stuff like that. Cause I still yeah. don't have a understanding of any of that stuff. And they could have done that in a lot more effective of a time. I, I feel like yeah. they took a slower pace to it to show longer clips of gameplay. And that yeah. just didn't, I don't think that was the strongest choice for a, here's the first gameplay reveal a type of thing. I think they should have done more explaining, I guess. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, just want to shout out again, um, anyone we've got, how many people here? We've got over 300 over watching on Hoag Law. Uh, we are here every Sunday at Season Gaming, uh, if you want to check that out. But uh, great to see so many people hanging out with us today, man. Um, all right, we moved over. Right after them was one that leaked ahead of time, too, which is Hollow Knight Silk Song. So uh, that's coming to Game Pass. Now, a lot of obviously, this is more of an indie game. Uh, I put up a tweet yesterday that showed some context. So if you go back to the Xbox channel and you look at the individual videos for each of these, right? Within two hours after the show, each of the games had about five to 10,000 views on these individual videos. Hollow Knight was already at 100K. Yeah. The, the I, I would have thought about leading it. I, I would have thought about leading the show with Silk Song on yeah, Game Pass. This, the excitement for this game and just knowing that it's coming and now, of course, launching on Game Pass is amazing. So uh, that was that was cool to see there. Weird that, again, I know someone said it earlier, weird we didn't get a release date still, though. That is really my only complaint is that we didn't get a release date even with the, the 12-month thing. But I will say that game looks perfect. It looks amazing. It looks great. It looks great. It. Yeah. Yeah. Then we also, got the person, whoever was playing was super good. I was like, damn, that was like a super advanced move right there. Like, I don't think I'm going to be this good when I play it. But yeah, it was good uh, Then we got High on Life. Squanch Games, uh, creators of Rick and Morty. This was uh, obviously a very unique looking title, kind of a crazy as you would expect. It looked like a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of big on this one. I mean, I wasn't huge on it, but after I'm like, oh, that's a game I will definitely check out. What about what you guys think about this? Awesome. I know Hogue is is quote over the here's the thing you just there can't are not read my tweets man i saw your tweets and i'm and i'm preempting your arguments so in fact all my notes are just here's my counter to this is to an ethical breach um, <laughs> sir uh, you you made the materials available to the court in advance of course i was going to make my arguments around it but here's the thing you might be over the the comedy style or whatever you think but there are not enough comedy video games Borderlands has been carrying that for a long time and a lot some of their games aren't that good. So if 
if they fail, then I've got to deal with the postal fours of the world, which are, you know, nightmares. And so yeah, because I, I really, really like comedy games and there just aren't enough of them. And so this is a unique game, unique premise, unique art style from, uh, yes, accomplished creators, but they've not done a lot in this space. And so we're going to get to see that. And it's a, it's a comedy shooter. I love this genre and we don't get it enough. And so this was a big surprise to me. And the fact that it's coming out so soon, I was like, what? Heck yeah. I'm going to be playing that this year. So I'm excited for it. Um, again, if I have any notes, it is that I still don't really understand what the game is like. But if the idea was to explain kind of how the game will feel playing, they accomplished that. And I, I'm super down. I, I want to see what this game is. Um, and I and I trust the writers quite a bit because they're... I they're obviously comedy pros. So I actually feel like I, I shouldn't even be speaking on this game because there is a 0% chance I will ever, ever download or turn this game on. Uh, but whatever Travis just said about trusting the writers is the exact opposite for me. I, I have found Rick and Morty to be wanting for a long time now. Really? Uh, and I really can't honestly Jeez. stand that guy's voice. So let's we can, we can proceed on from there. All yeah. right. That game's going to yeah. be good. Mark my words. I have a feeling. Like Enjoy, Travis. <laughs> Have a great time. I will. I will, damn it. <laughs> and you can't stop. I'm not going to take anything away from you. Have the, have the time of your life. Uh, we it's got just, the it's just, My problem is it's such a cynical take. Hope. That's my problem with your take there. It's like, oh. I, I, I saw mean, enough. If the trailer is designed to tell you like what a game is like, that damn gun talking to me for 10 seconds was enough. I'm out. All right. It's just, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, I think it just screams... Hey, I'm glad it's on Game Pass so I can try it out there for people go. that haven't. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what I think of it. But I'm not a big Rick and Morty fan, so there's that. There you go. But we, we I, again, this is one of those perfect examples, right? We know there are a lot of Rick and Morty fans, so this is one of those examples where it's probably just not for, you know, not no games for everyone, right? Um, right. Then we got the Riot Games Agreement, which. Um, I don't know if you guys want to touch on that. This didn't do anything for me, but it, you know, the more I've read into this, the more I've looked it up, et cetera. This is a big deal. Which um, one? I think so. The, the riot, riot game. The riot agreement. announcement. I oh, think I that's... said it's a big deal. I think I said Microsoft deal. is spending some money, is what I said to that. It was was my response yeah. to that. <laughs> the no, funniest thing, I don't know. There was a, uh, is it Brianna? Uh, I forget her last name, like starts with a D on Twitter, who was a, like a, a project manager at Xbox and pretty active on Twitter. And she left uh, Xbox like th three months ago and went to Riot Games yesterday. She tweeted, she's like, I can't escape. <laughs> but um, anyway, this is, uh, so all five of their games, well, it's four and one mobile game, as I understand it, coming to PC Game Pass. The key thing here is that when you play them through Game Pass, all of the champions in League, all of the heroes in Valorant, et cetera, are unlocked. So if you didn't hear me, or may, may, I don't know if I said this on the show or earlier, but um, I talked to my son about this, who's a big League, League of Legends player, and I'm sure there's some in the chat, so please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I don't play it. He has over 800 hours in the game. He told me last night he had there's over 160 heroes in League of Legends, 160 sure. characters. He has played for over 800 hours and only has less than half of them unlocked. So there are these kind of, there's a procedure you have to do to unlock the heroes, like a lot of so it's these. It's like Destiny right. level of monetization? Uh, yeah. oh, it's way worse, way worse. <laughs> and, no, and it's I, a free game. It's a free, actually, game. It's a free actually, game, though, so it's kind of allowed to be disgusting, you know? Anyway, sorry. Yes, yeah, do you have anything to say? Because I can Jesus keep talking Christ. if you don't. 
I mean, I just to cover the dead air that. here, I'm happy to keep doing it. No? All right. I'm going to mute you. I'll mute you. You I'll have the it. power. <laughs> um, so then I asked him, okay, if you were to buy these heroes, which of course you can do, how much are they? And he said, well, it'd be somewhere around five to eight, some, you know, dollars each. So do the simple math on 160 heroes and keep in mind, right? This is just League of Legends. That's not Valorant. That's not, I forget what the other games are. I'm sorry. Um, so long story short, basically, if you're on PC Game Pass, you're getting a ton of value if you play these games uh that you you know for far less than if you were just to play them in their free-to-play current state yeah uh th this is like hundreds of dollars of content and most law players that i know personally they they play whatever free characters they have and then every week it switches out which of the paid characters become free and so this is huge it just to be clear in case there was confusion this does not mean that these games are coming to xbox i, I don't think they are and i kind of don't think say that, that they should and they should in many cases. I don't. I don't know that that MOBAs work particularly well on, on console right now, anyway. Um, but uh, it is it is an enormous get for Game Pass, and it's going to drive subscriptions probably more than anything else they shot saw, showed in the sh uh, showed in the show. Weird way to say it, but yeah, um, I, I think it will drive a lot of subscriptions. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me, but again, you know, context. This goes back to what we were talking about, right? They're trying to reach this audience that touches everywhere and this is one of those announcements that's kind of over here it does nothing for me but no, for me. someone somewhere or tons of players to lots of point. people yeah, lots of people yeah. are like holy crap i can unlock all of this just by subscribing to pc game pass for 15 bucks all right but that's the two minds right i mean we can evaluate it as that's a big deal for microsoft and they spent a bunch of money but i don't think we should ever get caught in anything other than analyzing that on, on that kind of framework we don't have to sit here and say that's a big deal to us um and and i, right. I don't think I think it's easy to get into this thing. Well, you know, I'm rooting for Microsoft and it's a big deal for them or corporate bankrolls or whatever. And it's a smart, it's a smart deal. I, it's totally fair to say this is part of the reason this show doesn't work for me is that I'm thrilled that you spent all those resources. Wish you would have made something that I would have cared about more. Um, and so, you know, here we are now a good way through the show uh, the, or the first third of the show. And. I, I got Rick and Morty yelling at me. I got a, a Vampire Fortnite game. I got a Riot announcement. And thank God I got Silk Song because that's all that you're basing anything on for me for 30 minutes into your show. Yeah, I think uh, if you obviously everyone's got to evaluate the show on their own personal preferences. But if your entire personality is narrowing your personal preferences into as narrow a possible sliver of, of optimism, then I think you're probably not going to align with most people's uh impressions of what they thought so. travis my man i probably made played more games than you have in your entire life i i would be willing to take you up on that because all right think you're wrong Fight! Yeah, I, I, i'd be we willing need, to take you up on that even i need a little verses in between yeah. the two windows like yeah. a little a little street fighter six verses right yeah. there um, you know, I, I told my kids about this this morning i was under the impression that like maybe valorant would come to xbox game pass it's no, only pc game pass pc game pass yeah, I don't know if Valorant has the same kind of unlockables like as it does, uh, it does. very similar as League of Legends. That's so, their model, yeah. so that'll be nice. My son will have it because he one of them plays Valorant on PC quite a bit, so okay. that'll be nice to have those. He's already getting, he's already got Game Pass, so I guess he could just just download it through there. There you go. Deal. Yeah, that's nice. Good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it appeals to you, but it already appeals to people you know. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. There you go. I'm paying for it, so yeah, good. 
Yeah. Need some more content. Is it weird to say I, that you know your kids? Is that like people you know? I, I don't think you like actually do know your kids. That's, that's really I, I, that's I, I a different kind of relationship. I don't have kids, so I don't. Yeah, no frame of reference. <laughs> I'm helping on that one. It's like you do know them, but not you know. It's a, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely I don't check their phones too. for a reason. Yeah, you know, no, I don't need don't to see 15 year olds and what they're looking at. Right? Don't now. do oh, that. No. Uh, I've yeah. made that mistake in the past. It doesn't end well. Um, then we got Plague Tale Requiem, which of course we knew was coming, was already announced for Game Pass. Looks brilliant. Um, the only weird thing, like I said, is that they showed this again uh, and it was new footage, but we already knew it was coming. We already knew it was Game Pass. And yet we didn't get the release date at this show. We get it next week, which is yeah. kind yep. of odd. Super weird. Yeah, super weird. They want a second bite at the press apple. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's good for the game, and I am a huge, huge, huge fan of the first uh, version of the game. I think it's better than The Last of Us, personally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I really like that. Weird I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> I mean, it's, it, has, it's like, it has a very like focused story like The Last of Us, but it does gameplay better. So that's my bar, right? Yeah, but it, it, it does, does but it doesn't environmental do, it doesn't do, uh, it doesn't I mean, do character than development or writing like The Last of Us. Come on. No. Yeah, you're right. It's not as good in those categories, but it's more well-rounded. So it, it gets a net 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 up on. Them <laughs> All right, we're Tales fantastic. Everyone should play that game. No, Plague Tale's a great game. I love oh, it. It's great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's not remotely within the kingdom of The Last of Us, but Plague Tale's solid. Go check it out. <laughs> uh, All right, then we got. Uh, Fair enough. And you, you you know me well enough to know I geeked out over this big time, which was Forza. Um, Forza. Yeah, please explain to me why I should carry Ains. I was actually waiting for this portion of the game. <laughs> so I, well, I could spend like a couple hours doing that. So I'll try to. All right, the shorter version. Yeah, the short <laughs> version. So um, for those who one of, one of the biggest annoyances, I think, for me and other people who are really into kind of the racing game community, right, is when people say it's just a racing game. Um, okay. And I think that the reason why, right, is that there is so much more that goes on behind the scenes of a racing game than I think people realize. And that has evolved over time. Right. And Forza came in in on the original Xbox Forza Motorsport. Right. And it, it came in and especially by Forza 2, it, we've talked about this before. Right. It, it came out of nowhere and ate Gran Turismo's lunch. I mean, it came in and said, we're the better racing game, period. Deal with it. And GT and Forza had that battle for a while. And don't get me wrong. I'm not putting down GT. I love GT. Um, now over the past several years, I'm going to leave GT out of this equation because they're, they're a mess with their releases in their own right. But Forza, um, six and seven in particular, excellent games. I really enjoyed them both played them a lot. However, what they were originally known for Forza was kind of their physics modeling. They were more advanced in processing around the physics of the cars, the weight, the handling, the tires, everything than GT was. That's what made it a better racing game. They got away from that. Not that it was bad, but they just stopped really pushing the bar, right? And after GT7, they basically turned 10, took a step back, and they heard a lot of outcry from the racing community that said, look, you've got to mix it up here. Seven is too much of the same. You added loot boxes, which was stupid. Who wants that in the racing game? Um, and they did. So they've taken the last five years, built from the ground up a new engine, not just a new engine for the core game that they've worked on playground games with, by the way, a lot of the tech is shared between Forza Horizon and they had a playground guy up there for this presentation, didn't they? Uh, no, Chris Sasaki's at turn 10 as well. They, well they, uh, and oh, they announced him as playground, the guy on the right. That's Chris Sasaki. He's at turn 10. He's okay. creative director. Um, 
it was him and Dan. Dan's the Greenwald is the lead at turn 10. He's he's the one always that walks out with the car typically. Um, but anyway, the reason this is so important is that the engine itself and everything top to bottom behind the scenes, the modeling of the cars, the tire physics, it has a separate physics engine for tires alone by itself. It has a separate uh, engine for surface rendering, right? So the temperature of the surface, um, you know, how tires react to that, the, you know, all these other things. So it's just the detail at which they're going into to recreate realistic racing here is probably the best we've ever seen. And if you read the details, again, post-presentation on the Xbox blog, on the Forza blog, um, they call it the most advanced racing game ever made for that reason. Um, and so they generally say they're, they're all they're we always going to call it that. Gonna, we can be honest that they say that every time. Yeah, they, they don't do. say that every time. Go back and look. I promise you don't you want me don't. to do that, Ains. You can because I had this argument yesterday and I've already won this one. So if you want me to win it twice, we can. Wait, wait. So I'm positive I can find seven years, blogs that say this is where they say there's been there's been years where Forza Motorsport says we've taken a step back from the sophistication no, of last. That's not game. what you said. See, you're moving goalposts. You said they say every time it's the most advanced racing game ever made, and I'm saying they don't say that every time. I'm I, trying to decide, Travis, whether he's just holding us to like the actual. Yeah, like, I feel like this is a nitpick. I'm holding you life. to what you said. You said that's what they say. I okay. said no, they haven't. I feel the general vibe I get from every single one of these. We're not talking about general vibes. Most- Take your vibes elsewhere. Okay, man. That's an opinion. But you get what Hogan and I are saying, right? Yes, that that's I not do. a surprising statement at all. And that if they said anything short of that, you would be baffled. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. My point okay. is, is what I'm Hogue tried asked me to explain why this is important. I am. I, I legitimately am because it did nothing for me. And I'm trying to explain why this as a reboot, right? And as a new simulation racing game is taking that next leap that racing game fans have been wanting that's what i'm trying to so do. you think i'll but I, you think i'll feel that more than anything that i could see in the video i i don't know you i i think that people that are i mean the, the random person that that, that one will probably be not feel it probably well, not you, you, you they, like they might Prismo, they might experience though. obviously the yeah. visual fidelity is always a thing right the they may have online some type of racing that i'm not aware of yet right I'm speaking to the people who are looking at it from a simulation aspect, who have raced in real life and want that feeling in a game. How big is I, I that? Think, Hogue, is that if you if you bigger like, than you think? Well, I mean, yeah, probably a lot, a lot smaller than I thought. Also, because I, here's the thing: I mean, I love racing games. It's only to the point where I play for three hours and then that's it. I'm done. You know, <laughs> that's 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 they're always good and they're always fun. But I mean, I know there's a big community for the simulation race and just like there's a big community for flight sim people, you know, but general, you know, your, your general, you know, gaming populace, I mean, was like maybe 5% of them, you know, I mean, that might be being super generous, you know, I mean, but again, with that being said, I understand. I mean, this is awesome for those sim racers, but you know, every time I've played Forza, Forza, whatever the hell it is. And then, you know, I, I, I don't ever tune my cars. I can't imagine a ton of people do, you know, get in there and like, you know, set the gears just right. I mean, there, there's, that's a I very, like, very like small the percentage description of the tuning. I right. Like, yeah. Just like, hand yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's actually so, how you modify gears. I, I know it is. That's why, that's why I did that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's that's, that's the thing, you know, it's, this is great. And it's always nice to see the new iteration. I think, I think it's always fun to watch, you know, see the new graphics and stuff. 
and, and you know they always talk about the day and night cycles and all that stuff let me tell you how much i notice the day and night cycles when i'm racing side by side with like you know i don't you know i don't oh. notice like and that's that's all racing game that's not specifically forza but it's they not, said you know, ray tracing dan yeah, but, see, yeah. but see dan this is again we're back to the rays are traced we're at back we're the back to the tracing. audience right like this is not right, you. This is not your thing. And 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 that's perfectly fair. Kizu says it here too. It's about the simulation feature sets people have been asking for. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I think excited you guys, for you people. Yeah, no, I I really do genuinely think that people like I said, it's a racing game community thing. The the stuff right, yeah. that they showed yesterday, specifically uh the physics calculations, the day night cycle, the weather cycle, and damage modeling are things that people in the Forza community have been screaming about for years i mean years and years and years and the fact that they showed all of that in one trailer yesterday at the highest fidelity that we've probably seen a racing game at has people just hyped beyond belief for good reason yeah and i'm one of those people i i you know despite not being a racer in real life i love racing games and being a car nerd in video games so i would say to answer your question hogue what are the things that i think you should be excited for um, I know you're a Gran Turismo fan, so if you mm -hmm. could imagine a Gran Turismo game that was better supported and be performed better technically, especially when the multiplayer problems that you had, or was it online where the online went down for a while, whatever? Uh, this it's is probably having all sorts of trouble all over. The yeah, th this is probably not going to have those issues because it's it's Xbox and and this is their baby. Um, and then two would be racing the other thing. Push, Hold racing on, before you go to two, I'm sorry, Travis. I, I don't go like ahead, to interrupt, ahead, but but it ties to Gran Turismo, so. I don't think a lot of people caught. They specifically took a shot at Gran Turismo yesterday because when they talked about the day-night cycle and weather cycle, they said, and it's on all tracks because Gran Turismo specifically only has uh, day-night cycles on some of their tracks. They didn't do it for all. Gran Turismo also has no damage modeling, which is a huge complaint yeah. in the hardcore racing community. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's that. There's the technical parts if you just like nerdy simulation car games. And the second thing is that Racing games still do and have always pushed for the games industry uh, in terms of technical uh, limitations, in terms of design. And in this particular case, uh, the studio itself, which is uh, Turn 10, their uh, Fable is running on the same engine, which is incredibly interesting if you think about the kind of potential that might be unlocked uh, on that. So um, I think there's a few things to get excited about, even if you're not a racing fan, but if you are, if you're a Gran Turismo guy, I would say that this should be right up your alley. Yeah, and Ains, just for the record, I have Forza Motorsport of various versions is the most technically advanced racing game ever made in 2016, 2017, 2019, 2020, and now 2022. Their last game release was 2017. So what are you talking about 2020 and 2022? Well, I have them. I have these articles about either either talking That's the about game the we're talking one. about. That's literally no. this game. I, do you want me to share my screen? Forza Horizon <laughs> 4 is the most technically advanced Forza title yet. We're not talking about Forza Horizon. Oh, we're talking about Forza Motorsport. They're different games. Okay. Yes, because the Forza Horizon <laughs> creative director didn't stand up there talking about Forza Motorsport. Forza Horizon creative director was not up there. I just said right, that. I'll go find the other 17 <laughs> games. You're going to lose this one, man. <laughs> For there was you're. You're saying someone from Playground Games was there yesterday. I'm literally telling you it was Dan Hartman and Chris Sasaki. I know both of them. They're both at turn 10. They work on Forza Motorsport. I'll just keep cruising on back here. It's fine. I'll find more articles. <laughs> I, I, that I don't understand. August I don't under 22, that's like, 2017. Most that, technically advanced Forza we've ever made. 
that's when Forza 7 released. Their last and I game. told you they say it every release. <laughs> I'm only back to 2017. <laughs> yeah, so isn't that the latest game, Ains? That would be a great example. You're actually debating with me that statements about Horizon don't apply to a different game. This, I'm is, very this is Forza right 7, he just Forza said. 7, August 22, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, sounds one, like that, that's one of seven. Keep All going. right, I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> i love the pettiness hoag i mean you know i'm i i think either way fine articles but, are not the the the. it's not as surprising or even like that's such a dis, like i just dismiss that statement every time it's no like, but yeah, I, I, I said i i actively said i know what you're saying right like yeah. i get it but i get it there's two things i'm, I'm just right? i just like that we have a fact checker on the <laughs> forza and gt are that. not the only sim racing games right if you if you follow that there's others especially on pc like iRacer and others that play into this equation um and, and and again i'm very confused by saying that you know statements made about forza horizon apply to forza motorsport they're not the same game I, it's I like saying halo win. wars I, got an award so halo 5 is the best game like what no it might be a little bit different from that it would be a bit like odst in halo 5 maybe something like that no. but in any event yes they're both racing games Ains. it's not one's a real-time strategy game but we can let it go okay all right we need to move on. Anyway, we're cracking chat up. I can tell you that much. Um, all right. So we're not going to go line by line to every single game here because there are a ton. So let's talk about the other kind of big things that came on here. Uh, so we did get Blizzard at the show, which is worth pointing out, right? So Blizzard showed up with Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 pretty extensively. Uh, Overwatch 2 is launching free to play on October 4th. And then Diablo 4, they confirmed again, 2023 uh whether or not that lands in the first six months we've joked about of course um but the interesting thing about diablo 4 was that they showed the footage and they said it was specifically series x footage um so i i really enjoyed that and if you go back and watch that in 4k it's really really impressive for me um for me personally diablo 4 is my game of show um just because i'm a hardcore diablo fan you know, I, I'm ridiculously pumped about Diablo 4. And like I said, if you go back and watch that gameplay in 4K, it's uh, knowing that that Series X gameplay and not some $10,000 PC, uh, it's pretty phenomenal, in my opinion. So what do you think about Blizzard showing up? I wanted to bring that up as a topic. I thought um, the Overwatch trailer was pointless. Yeah, that was a real weird trailer. I, I, I don't know Overwatch well, but a lot of people were saying, like, nothing, nothing in that... You might know better than me, Travis. Nothing in that trailer uh, really kind of stood out as Overwatch 2. Like, it just 100%. looked like more of The only, the only thing was trailer. the CGI trailer okay. afterward that announced the new character. That was the only new thing. Um, yeah, Overwatch 2 has been a troubled game, and that trailer made me more worried about it. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why they showed it. I do not think they should have. They should have just showed the character. I, I continue to be uh, uh, always amused by Overwatch going out there and pretending like it has a really deep story. Me mm. too, man. I was so disappointed the first Overwatch launched and they were all these story trailers of all introducing each character and then they're just killing each other. I'm like, wait, what? Well, <laughs> so it, well all the all the all the in the head talk. I believe in man and machine and like all the different character beats. It's like. Yeah, I get it. You, you're a big cartoon gorilla. You do there are stands too. I, I've talked to people who who say that like the story is really good. You just get it in pieces in between matches, and I'm like, no, no, I don't buy that, dude. They should have put a story mode in there somewhere. But yeah, I put that in the I put that in the bucket of it gets good after 50 hours or whatever. Yeah, the Final Fantasy <laughs> I, 14 uh, predicament. 
I thought uh, that, uh, we could get to that point in time. I heard it's really good, but it kills. I, it I is thought very the whole good. goal of Overwatch Two was to add those narrative elements. Technically, they already did with Overwatch One, and the, because they're they that was some of the add-ons they did like story stuff, and they're they're apparently going to add more. But they didn't show that, so that's the whole point. Is like if why would you show something that people could basically play? right now with very few changes and then do a cgi of a trailer that we don't get to see in action of a new mm. character so it's just like everything they showed was the weirdest choice possible like they should have just skipped this or just showed the new character it's i think they've weird. struggled with it i think they've struggled with it i think we've heard reports and leaks and things about how the single player campaign like isn't coming together um yep. and and like that's I think that's kind of borne out by what they decided to show there. And I know you want us to talk about Diablo. It's just that the Overwatch trailer no, out, no, 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 no. It's fine. I, no. I actually am not super familiar with Overwatch. So this is enlightening for me because I didn't know if this was good, bad, indifferent, or what. Has a huge following. It will yes. still have a huge following. It's sort of like Destiny 2. Like, it's very similar in that bucket of, like, people just love it, but the people who don't play it are like, eh. And I'm sort of less breadth than destiny. Destiny, you can go in and decide to do whatever you want. Overwatch, you're playing Overwatch. Um, (laughs) I mean, so it's, well, I mean, I I don't mean that to be condescending. I thought that the Overwatch game, especially when it first came out was solid. I mean, like I I enjoyed playing it. It just didn't have a lot of legs for me and I haven't seen any reason to go back. Uh, So. Well, the IGN office would play that game every single day during lunch for like two and a half years. So I know a lot about it through osmosis, even though I haven't, played a lot of it just because it was always in the discussion in the office but uh yeah I, i'm two has got me a little worried and i feel like probably overwatch players are also a little worried mm. i don't have any faith i don't have a lot of faith in blizzard right now so i mean it's it's free to diablo. play right so we'll see what happens we can good. talk about diablo if you want right looks like ains has already yelled at me for my diablo four takes i um, i i, no, I, I, I haven't <laughs> i mean you have you did i was there I think, I think I think I think I think I think I think Hogue has the receipts on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally fine, by the way. I'm super glad that you are enthused and that like no, you should yell at him. He's wrong. Uh Ains, he's wrong. Tell him how wrong he is. Okay. I mean, I'm like, lost no. in this conversation right now. So I will say, let's let me ask this then, because the there's a chat I'm in every day with like 15 people, right? And we're all ridiculously stoked for Diablo 4. So what what I would ask you, Hogue, and I know you mentioned some of this in our chat yesterday, right? The open world, I think, segment, something else. But I'd like to hear from you. What about it is turning you off of the Diablo kind of formula, if you will? I don't want it to be open world. I don't want it to have open world events. I don't want it to easily lean into whatever they were messing around with with an auction a decade ago. I don't trust Blizzard's current creative staff. I don't trust... uh, whatever Activision would have planned with them before now, I don't, I I think it is kind of obviously pandering towards what you think you liked from Diablo before now, Um, that it's it's a kind of, uh, here's a a class from one, here's a class from two. We we know you love Diablo 2 the best, uh, and so we're going to just ape the living crap out of Diablo 2 as kind of a look and approach, Um, which, you know, hey, might turn out fine. Uh, I just find it kind of creatively bankrupt, uh, and I'm not that interested in exploring it uh, with a company that hasn't put out a game I've been interested in in a very long time. Hmm. Okay. I think there's some fair points there. And I think, you know, uh, the, the Diablo Immortal situation ongoing right now. Is, and I said uh, that. I mentioned that. That like my, my yeah. most recent impact point is like, what the hell are you doing over there? Yeah. So, I mean, there there's certainly evidence, plenty of evidence to show that Blizzard is not at least delivering a, uh, the type of content that, the blizzard of old 
that we would have loved, right? So I, I don't think you're too far off with being um, having concern, honestly, based on the points you made. Uh, you know, I'm may I wonder. I don't want to say that we fall on two sides of a coin, meaning that um, I'm just trying to be more optimistic about it. But I did I did mention to you yesterday, like the stuff they showed, right? The open world, the uh, uh, events that you can do with other people the end game stuff all of that's already known like that's all that right was and i said i didn't know it but and that's you know that's that's me i'm coming to this at least somewhat um uh you know information free uh on some of these things and yeah i hadn't followed i guess they did class trailers like they did for the necromancer for like they the did. Other classes yep, they did. so i hadn't seen those yeah. um and yeah i, I, I they like do a um they do a quarterly blog on it, believe it or not, okay. where they break down some aspect of it. So they've broken down like skill building so far. They've broken down legendary design, stuff like that. So that stuff looks good. But I mean, I can see the concern at the same time. I, I also just that more imagination from what I've seen so far. And maybe I should check out those blogs. But like, Travis, you did a preview of like a Diablo game with like building your own skills and like doing random stuff that looked awesome. Like I loved that preview that Travis had. I'm not just trying to gild your lily, so don't get too big ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you like the game, not my preview. So I'm gonna, I actually like your writing, Travis, but I don't like to say these things in public. Uh, so, uh, no, I, I read that preview and I was like, yeah, yeah, weird, new, interesting ideas. And maybe I should read the Diablo blogs because literally what I get so much of is we wish we were Diablo 2. Sorry about that decade sojourn into cartoony Warcraft Diablo. We're going to give you Diablo 2 again. It's like, okay. I mean, it was good when I was in college, I guess. They are definitely, uh, yeah, you do get some of that for sure. There's some um, of that, but I will say, they at the same time, I, to me, a little bit of it is they're listening to their fans, which I think is good, right? They're going back to, we like Diablo 2, take these certain parts of Diablo 2, but they're also expanding on it. I think the open world, technically Diablo's kind of already had an open world. I would say Diablo 3 kind of gets close. They're humble. I was actually, are I was actually evaluating in my head when they said, I was like, God, is it is an open new? world? I, I don't I'm think like, is it yeah. an open world? I think it is an open world, and I, I think if Diablo 4, however, defines an open world, I don't think it'll be drastically different than what they've done in the past. So Same I can tell you what they're on doing. That horse, when she gets on that horse, I go, this is different from Diablo. Yeah, the reason it's different this time, right, is that the uh, two things, two, two core things. One is that the narrative, right, if you, I've played Diablo 3 like 80 times. If you play through Diablo 3, it is clearly like here's chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, and it pushes you down certain areas to progress, right? That is not in this game. This is an open world game where there is a story, there is narrative, et cetera, et cetera, with all the characters you know, but you can just go and explore and go off and do your own thing. Take that as you will. Okay. The mm-hmm. other thing is that, that, the, that yeah, the other, the other yeah, thing I know is that I know it does. I'm on the outs on this. All right. Like everybody makes open world games. They always blow up pacing. Like they always do. I don't know that anybody has mastered pacing in an open world um so yeah the the other thing is that the hub is centralized so for instance when you're out on your mission or you're exploring your kind of core world or doing one of these dungeons or whatever you're in your game right when you get back to big city sanctuary or whatever it is there will be other real people there so like unlike diablo 3 when you get back to sanctuary you're by yourself unless you invite friends in or whatever right this is going to be like an open city mmo style when you're in the home hub this sounds fine. Um, Made it worse. Oh, you can turn it <laughs> off. It, it's not mandatory. Yeah, but uh, design I, isn't can't be turned off. So, I mean, I, I hear you, Travis. I, I agree. 
But, you know, you go in and you try to play. I, the example I always use is like new Mar Super Mario Brothers, right? And that thing's built to accommodate four people. And you, you feel that in the design. You can feel when design that you've just turned off in most of these games. Uh, so, yeah, I, I will stand by and legally affirm my ugh. All right. Well, if you want to play the game alone, you can, you can always buy Stadia. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I, I, I think some of the decisions they make are are good ones. I, I like the idea that it's open world to get more freedom. Um, I, I also think the PVP aspect that they talked about. Yeah, that looked awesome. So they're okay. doing some stuff that's new um, and, and I'm interested in it. I will say people who have watched the show before know that I have admitted that Diablo <laughs> makes me fall asleep. Yeah, and that. I do not I say that as a dig at Diablo. I do not say a dig at Diablo. I love the Diablo games. But their gameplay is sort of rhythmic. It's sort of meditative. And it makes me fall asleep just because after like an hour, I kind of just get into the flow and it's just relaxing, right? I fell asleep during the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I fell asleep during the Diablo 4 demo. Stop and it. it was, I think now I have a Pavlovian response when I see the Diablo loot and art style. You just get sleepy. Something in my brain just gets a little bit. No, I'm joking. I, I did actually fall asleep, but it was because I stayed up all night the night before and I was sort of like <laughs> struggling to keep my eyes open, which is why I watched the trailer or the entire show twice, the second time in 4K. And the second time in 4K, I was getting super amped up by the Diablo 4 demo, but I had to throw that out there for people who know the joke <laughs> that I did technically start to fall asleep during this demo. So there you go. He does. Um, he has Diablo narcolepsy. It's going to be I do have Diablo in, in, in the medical journals around the world. No, actually, it's funny, Ains. You just reminded me of how much I dislike the Diablo 3 story. Uh, it's it's just so superficial compared to Diablo 2. It wasn't very uh, good. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I Blizzard just hasn't pleased me in a long time. So we'll see what happens. See, I, I adore Diablo 3 as a game. As, well, not at launch, but, you know, years later. What was that error 12? What the heck was the error? I, I remember getting a lot of... Oh, notes. God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, you just brought back nightmares. Um, I remember trying to play it and getting the error the, the error that's famous, but I can't I, remember it. I built a PC for that game. Built a PC for it. <laughs> Logged in that night. You couldn't play, as you remember. You're you're right. Um, sorry, Uh Travis is spamming the heck out of us today with uh, his oh, with all his here. bots. Yeah, He's oh, yeah guy. Right. I'm just trying to blow up that channel, man. Naked HD needs to. <laughs> um, you we'll have to admit your we're equity ownership we're, interest. We're yeah. in a growth stage at Naked HD. Growth stage. So you, I built a PC. Then you have to buy the code and you have to connect digitally, remember? Because it was forced at that time to log on. Then you couldn't log on and play it. And three days later, when I could finally play the game, you realized that, uh, yeah, all the loot sucks and everything is messed up about this game. So, so. get in the auction house. And uh, Chad is telling us it's 37. So thank oh, you. Oh, there Chad. you go. 37. Thank you, Chad. Um, yeah, it was a mess. But anyway, after Reaper of Souls came out, they did Loot 2.0. They added the Crusader, the fifth act. You know, like nowadays, over the past several years, man, I've played that game endlessly. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hopeful. Uh, we'll move on from Diablo, though. Let's go ahead and catch up on Super Chats, and then we'll get to uh, the rest of these games here. Dan, you're just back in time. Yeah. You know, don't have kids. You know, that's all I can say is uh, <laughs> they PSA. ruin everything. Yeah. I mean, who, who's that yeah. advice for? We all, you Every, all have for you, kids. Travis. It's, it's just, just for, you. for me. Yeah, I do yeah, not need convincing. Yeah. I am, yeah. uh, Everybody else is good. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just, just going to use the time to play more games. That's my goal. <laughs> it's too that's late exactly. for, for the rest of us. Yeah. All right. Take they like hand. to go places and then tell you, uh, I'm going over here. Okay. And then call you up, you know, in the middle of uh, a podcast and say, hey, I need to be picked up. Like, what? What? What the hell? Is, <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. All right. Anyway, 
So Joe Munger, 499 Super Chat, thank you. Xbox has Arcade making Redfall, Rare has uh, making Sea of Thieves, City and making Grounded, Owned oh, Ninja Theory, make a weird multiplayer game too. <laughs> Boo. My comment, on, my comment on, it was called Bleeding Edge. My comment on this is that every single one of those studios self has self-identified of this is a project that they wanted to work on, but it was on the back burner until Microsoft gave them money or, or support to do it. So I just going to throw that out there that at least to their own claim that none of them were like forced, like, well, Oh, you got to do a live service game. So. And there's a lot of the caveats and nuance here, right? Obsidian yeah. made grounded. It's like a team of like 15 people. It's not their primary project or even Correct. their secondary project. Same with Ninja theory. Bleeding edge was this exact same thing. It was made by Joe 14 people. Obsidian hasn't actually shown us a, a primary project in a while. A Val. Well, Val is their primary project. Uh, we saw what? Mm. What, what, are we, what Outer are we Worlds 2, Avowed, and now we know they're working on... Uh, no, we were told Outer Worlds 2 was a very small team as well. Yeah, they're all small teams. Okay. Small teams. Well, Avowed well, is... doesn't make triple games. Yeah. So, all right. You have to pick your lane on small teams then. <laughs> Yeah, they, they probably should do that at some point. That's fair. <laughs> that boy horror. Uh, Forza, uh, Forza Horizon community is different from the Forza, Forza MS community. Motorsport That's how community. different it is. Yeah, I mean, that's true. There's different players in those communities. I mean, uh, sure. yeah, I mean, there's obviously crossover for car fans, right? Like I love car. Horizon. I'll just keep playing Grid. It'll be fine. There you go. There you go. Or you can play Motorsport on Game Pass and see if you fall in love. That would be my advice. So. There you go. Yeah. Gecko Gamer is Forza a car game or a racing game? <laughs> Sorry, Depends we got to these one. late because they were tied into our <laughs> our conversation. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, it's technically both. I would say. I don't know the uh, difference. Yeah, I think he's being facetious. I think. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Gecko. <laughs> there it is. The crew two has boats. I don't. I don't know. I, <laughs> Oof, yeah. God, I played that game before it launched. Rough. Oof. I like the crew one. Uh, <laughs> Miasma. Was that? Miasma. Racing games have moved on to VR. Forza, way too floaty. Hmm. Well, okay. So now you're touching on some of the stuff I was kind of alluding to, which is that the general consensus in the hardcore racing community is that the Forza physics in the later games have been too floaty and have not felt as uh, grounded and realistic as GT and other games, which is what they're tackling with these new engines. Yes. Ah. Interesting. So he is right. Hmm. Yes. I Thank guess you, this Miyazma. is where my my lack of experience in the real world goes off because I was like, oh, I like the floatiness. This is <laughs> well, it's when, are you trying to make a simulator? Or are you trying to make a game? I mean, like that. They're making a, a simulator. So they should listen to the aims of the world, and I'll just enjoy it. But yeah, I I was like, oh, they feel better. But yeah. it's actually we don't want to stay on it. I know, but that's a funny uh, comment and pertinent, Hope, because the fact is, right? You there's a line there, right? Where do you draw the line? Um, and I think nowadays, in my opinion, would be now that you have Horizon, right, from Xbox on Game Pass, and it's as big of a hit as it is, you should drive motorsport more towards a simulator because then you're capturing more of the, the two tiers of those audiences, in my opinion. Yeah, as long as you think there's an audience there to cater to, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Cerebral Paul in the house. Yeah, I'll tell y'all you're, you're wrong. Uh, hi, all. <laughs> Paul, thank, thank you me. so much. I got a lot of people telling me that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you. Gecko back Gecko. again. Again, man. If I wanted to play Diablo, what game is beginner friendly? Three, two, or or immortal. Three. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, three. Two, two is the best, uh, but it is it is designed a few years ago. 
Yeah. Two is very dated. Yeah, even the remaster is very dated. Uh, three, I like I said, I love three. Honestly, it is it is simplified in a number of ways, but it is still utterly fantastic. Uh, yes. So yeah, three for sure. Thank you. Right. Gauntlet Legends is my answer. <laughs> great game. Great game. It is a great Bridge. game. Alpha needs food badly. Uh, Green Jester needs food badly. <laughs> Dog got Travis. I get that when I play uh, WW Barb. Barbarian in World Barbarian. Warcraft, maybe What's or World Wide Web Barbie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I use that to build to put me to uh, to sleep when my brain refuses to shut down at night. LOL. Oh, barbarian! It really is. It's like doing the same buttons over. It's kind of like counting sheep, and eventually your mind just sort of calms down. I really like Diablo. Have I not said that enough? It just I feel like you have to communicate it more because you do have this yeah. whole sleep thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, the sleep thing's weird, but I, I do get so your calming. point about the rhythmic. It's especially Ooh. once like you get a defined build in, right? It's like when you you're going into groups over and over again where you're like. A X trigger B, right? And it's like the same yeah. thing, like just constantly. So I do get that. Yeah. So, but thank you guys. Appreciate all the super chats today. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. So, uh, man, there's so many other games to talk about. Um, what do you guys want to touch on here? There was Arc 2 with Vin Diesel. No, nope. I'll just, I'll just say, to touch on it. Yeah. And let's move on because we need to get to the <laughs> big stuff. Okay. All right. Let me, let me touch on this one because they gave it a full presentation, which I think was too much. As Dusk Falls, which comes out next month. Narrative adventure from this new French studio. Unique art style. Art designs that I'm Go. not compelled by. Uh, my, my guess is that Microsoft feels pretty good about this one. They, you would think so, given how much time and effort they're putting behind I, it. I think yeah. so, because it is not the target audience. These two sorts of trailers never do well, and I feel like they knew that. But I think they're trying to get, get some hype behind it. They're putting it on Game Pass. I, I think they probably feel pretty good about it. It's a prestige play. That's why it has like the Tribeca reference at the yeah. top. I mean, it's 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 the the studio that wants to show you something that could get an Oscar. The, uh, or, it didn't look at RT play. I think I think look- it could be really good. I think it could be. I'm optimistic though. I'm not like Ho got here just assuming every game's bad. It, guilty. I love narrative games. I'm here. definitely gonna give that one a try. But right. in terms of what they showed, I I don't like that the 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 I'm having a stroke flash between comic scenes, and I really didn't like the voice mm-hmm. acting. So we'll see where it goes. I hope the storytelling is good to your guys' point. The funny thing, I'll tell you this quip about the animation to Hoag's point is I showed a few of these trailers to my wife. She doesn't really play games, but I like to show her just to see what she finds interesting. You know, she's like a good she's like a good judge for people who don't game. Right. And I showed her this. She goes, man, I hope the I hope the animation doesn't do that the whole time you're playing. I was like, absolutely. Oh, oh, I think it does. (laughs) Oh, no, it it, it, it looks bad. Um, It doesn't. I I, I hated every bit of it. Um, So. (laughs) Wow. Wow. To me, you shouldn't animate it. To me, if you're going to do voices like that and it's going to sound like LeVar Burton reading a book to you, you you should just have the static screen because everything else you spent more resources and time on and it looks god awful. To me, to me, I'm just a dude. Just a dude. (laughs) All right. Uh, Releasing soon, we have the Hot Wheels expansion for Forza Horizon 5, funny enough, July 19th, which we leaked ahead of time on Steam, funny enough. Um, (laughs) I'm. uh, You liked it the first time. Here it is again. Yeah, okay. this is, they didn't do it in four. They did Hot Wheels in three. People loved it. People asked for it in four. Yeah, they, they did, did Lego. Lego. They did Get Lego excited for Legos in six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they could go back to Forza Horizon 2 and do Fast and Furious, which is where I'd put my vote. <laughs> <laughs> True story, Travis. I have every achievement in that expansion. <laughs> which one was Pirate Island? Was that four? I really like that Beautiful. one. Beautiful. Uh, 
four. Oh, yeah, the treasure Australia. hunting that was four. Yeah. Yes, four. the first one for four. Also anyway. a great, great DLC. Uh, yeah, I don't know, great the first time, but it's like, oh, I was excited for you to figure out some other toy to slap this in. But all right. Well, I th I think this one has a twist, which is that the the tracks are placeable, Hogue. You can build a racetrack, which so it basically yes. they Eight. took their. Yep. Their model of them the first time they implemented it, and now they're making it sort of more Lego-y and interactive, and that made me excited. I was like, okay, yeah. that's super cool. So over, eight, over 80 pieces of track that are snappable, buildable, and shareable with the community. So you can jump into other games where people have built whatever. That's right, Hogue. It'll be just like Death Stranding. Yeah, uh, don't, don't, don't do that. Uh, but yeah, no, I... I have problem with base building and changing up elements like that. I like to actually pay for a designer to have designed something for my enjoyment and not to outsource it to crowd, to crowd people that are doing whatever they want. Uh, so I suspect we're going to have a conversation like this towards the end of this, uh, this video, but I don't love building things in games, especially when it's a little bit fidgety. So okay. we'll get there. How about yeah. Minecraft legends, new Minecraft. Yes. Yes, this game looks great. Okay, so for those who don't know, sorry, I have to, I have to hop on this. Uh, for those who don't know, Minecraft is one of my top games of all time. I just think it's like such a pure video game. It's so, so, so. I, I don't. Good. I honestly, at this point, don't. Even if you don't personally enjoy it, I don't think anyone can debate Minecraft is one of the most important games ever made. It just is. I'm, I don't. Yeah, it is. It is without a doubt one of the most important. It's also one of my favorites. It's one of those games where like. Because I'm doing nothing on Christmas, no family. What? Um, I usually just end up playing that game, and it it always turns into just like a binge. I have like a annual binge with this game. So uh, this looks like all the stuff I love about the Minecraft world and creativity applied to one of my favorite genres of game. Uh, kind of like an adventure RTS components. Defense it looked like it had elements of a tower defense. So everything about it made me excited and i just i can't wait to see more also the team moyang has proven that they are good at making these uh smaller games i i really like dungeons it's not a perfect game but I, this looks like a um like it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'm excited this is a this is a really good reveal for me and again if you go based on you know the the sheer kind of volume of people watching these trailers and the like ratio on them or what we know how many people are liking them this is one of the highest from the show which minecraft go figure um but yeah yeah I can't even tell you what the game is. It's a pure branding play right now. No, that's not true at all. They they showed the... Um... You tell me how it's different from Dungeons right now. Oh, it's completely different. It's, it's I got, literally like... think it looked like Dungeons. Have you played Dungeons? Yeah. Well, Dungeons is like Kitty Diablo, right? <laughs> yeah, Dungeons is like Kitty Diablo. And this so what is this more like... Kitty version of? Tower defense RTS type games. I don't. I'm okay. not thinking of a good. Is that what I was supposed now. to pick up on from that? Because they spent yeah, a lot yeah. of time boring me to start the video, and then I was kind of a little bit lost before they actually announced their game. Did you ever play Kingdom Under Fire? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that weirdly. Okay, the the first Kingdom Under Fire, where like you're leading, you're doing the RTS part of it, but then you're also leading personally a group. It kind of reminded me of that hybrid model. So we'll see more, but I just the. It, it looked it looked good. I'm I'm encouraged. I'm totally fine with it. I don't find the Minecraft visual style as um, lovely as other people do. So I think it's a bit of a waste if you're not building things. Um, but uh, you know, it's fine. It's branding. It's branding all the way down. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Dell in your comment section, Hogue said that it's a uh, it's uh, Minecraft Warriors plus Tower Defense, which that that to me is like a perfect analogy. It's it's a uh, it is like. Um, 
Dynasty Warriors plus a tower defense game, which which is exactly what Kingdom Under Fire kind of was. So yeah, um, it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I, the last one of those I liked was like Pixel Junk Monsters or something like that. Uh, but it's well, sorry, said Kingdom Under Fire is amazing, and I agree. Super underrated game. So Project <laughs> X Talk, love you, bro. What other? Yeah. That, that's Kevin over our brother over at Project X Talk. Yeah, we'll tell yeah. Kevin. He gets a big thumbs up from me. I love, hey, love that game. I, the fact that you look so excited and happy, I'm not going to take that away from you. I was I was just surprised. Try with every fiber of your being <laughs> to take it from so, me. <laughs> one thing I do like to see, right, is like kind of the traffic on the the individual trailers afterwards. And yeah, Minecraft is uh, Minecraft is well, Hollow Knight's in its own world, so we're not yeah for sure. I mean, it's so far ahead, it's silly. Uh, funny enough, number one trailer from the Xbox show. Uh, right now, individual trailer is Forza Motorsport uh, in terms of views. Minecraft, uh, Starcraft, Jesus, Starfield. Starfield is second with Minecraft third at the moment. So, nice. uh, okay, moving on, moving on. Uh, what, mm. uh, what other big stuff? Well, we got a release date for Scorn, the crazy Geiger looking horror, weird, a somber tapestry. Yeah, yeah. Mm. October 21st, which you would have figured would be around Halloween. So, there you go, it's coming. Mm. Uh, one that intro, I want to ask you guys about this one because um, is Flintlock Siege of Dawn, which oh, yeah. we knew about. Ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So we we knew about this ahead of time. There was a press release. I put an article on up on it a couple weeks ago. Um, this is the makers of Ashen from a few years ago, but obviously bigger budget, bigger team. Oh. And that's that's exactly the vibe we got live reacting. Was this? We were like, oh, this kind of looks like Forspoken, but probably decent. Um, it, it really looked kind of similar in that aspect. So uh, that's one that seems to be jumping out to a few people. Did you see that they, they put like a Forspoken cutscene in like the middle God. of the Netflix Geeked Week? Did you see this cutscene? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's ass. Oh, I thought you were it's, joking. Is no, that they real? Put, they put <laughs> a single cutscene where it's like the lead character from Forspoken talking to a portly archivist in a library oh. and the, the graphics aren't great. The facial animation isn't great. The dialogue isn't great. That's the entire thing that they showed. And it's like between random things in a Netflix broadcast. And I'm like, I, every single time I try it, square Enix, it's luminous engine. Let's go. Convince me. Here's another crack. And I'm like, what <laughs> are you doing? And then Flintlock was the exact opposite. It's like, oh, I could see how this game works and looks. Uh, and you, you've got similar kind of, it's a young lady in a fantasy environment. And this is what you want to be, Forspoken. And I, instead, you're giving me terribly written, awfully animated dialogue scenes in a library as your get excite type video. Yeah. Oh, I'm completely with you on this one. Um, I, I like that you, you are on your shit today. Um, but I'm completely with you on Forspoken. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what they're going for there. Flintlock at least looks like the developers know what they're trying to make, right? Yeah. Like it looks it, like a game that is looks a, like a game. Be a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right, I'll let you guys sound off on this one um, because I was confused as all hell when it first popped up, and now I've gone back and looked at it again. I'm like, okay, sure, Pentiment. So this is a yes, 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 yes. This is <laughs> why are you be so animate about this? Penta well, because it's Josh Sawyer is a fantastic writer. He True. wrote he wrote uh New Vegas. He wrote um where are those other two games? Oh no. Uh I can look it up real quick. I don't uh, know. But he, don't know he has earned my I know you said uh that you don't you don't have faith in Obsidian. I think that's fair. Uh he he has my faith. Josh Sawyer is a writer. 
as a director uh, because he's done some of the I mean, I'll buy that. There were writers that I followed around. You know, Drew yeah, he, he's a, he's just really good. That was my biggest surprise of the show because I just was not expecting it. It's such a weird looking game. But I I I talked to some contacts I have at Obsidian and they said that this was sort of a passion project of Sawyer's and, and, a, and some yes. other people who are working on it and that they've been sort of like trying to find a way to make this game happen for a, a time. And I would not be surprised that this is one of the reasons Obsidian sold the company to, to Microsoft is so that they could do weird stuff like this. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what it is. I, to your point, Hogue, if you want to be the pessimist, we haven't really seen enough. To I'm really not a pessimist. I just like, I can't imagine being that excited about what was shown, but you've it, explained it. it. Yeah. It's really just that I, I have a feel just the, 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 the vibe I was getting from it. And it's a, it's the weirdest idea for a game and we're going to be solving a mystery or, and or a murder and, um, and, and seeing one of the better writers do his, uh, his craft. So I, I'm very excited for this one. I, it seemed to be, you, we've mentioned a few times, Travis around the pacing and plot, uh, placement of these things in the show right and i can vividly remember we were me and joe and, and luke were watching and we were like god this is a kind of a down period we're like this isn't too great and then pentiment hit and when yeah. they showed the the 2d art style we're like what is this like it just landed at the wrong spot now that i've gone back to your point watch it again again i'm not hugely excited for it but i i can kind of see yeah passion project writing mystery i again this is one i showed to my wife just being a non-gamer and she said oh this looks really cool and i was like okay you know she's a big book reader she loves that era you know what i mean maybe that just i don't know but I, let me ask you this then right it's obsidian it's first party it's coming out this year november yep. uh do you show that game at this show is this an example of one of those games that would be better off in the extended showcase or a separate reveal not taking time in your 90 minute once a year showcase it only shows because they have nothing in 2022 like I do, like in terms of first party releases, I, that that is that's how it gets into that slot. I think that they sh you you absolutely do show this at the show. Okay, if your if your show is a little leaner, with all the other kind of extra fat they had, I think that to your point, you guys were already sort of like burned out when this showed up. But I okay. think that there is space for this. What was it? A two minute trailer it was got short. me super excited. It's it's worth the time. Uh, the question of whether they budgeted it well within the rest of the show is a separate question, but sure. I think there's absolutely room for a show for uh, uh, something like this in the game. And, and anything to your that's point, weird and wakes you up to your, great. to your point, it's something that your wife jumped out at. It's also something my girlfriend, I watched it with her in the Florida hotel room we were at. And uh, she also was like, that looks awesome. I want to play that. So. But can I have, can I voice an objection, Ains? I know I've been mostly just go along to get along here on this You want to treat the witnesses hostile? <laughs> you object? No. Yeah, no. I, I, I believe you skipped a couple of games. To I've get jumped the around. Continent. Okay. Jumped around. Yeah. All right. Because I, I do want to at least throw in a word for the last case of Benedict Fox. That uh, game looks please, sick. Please I think do. that looks awesome. Please do. Um, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, so I at least want to get that out there. Uh, that Eternal Darkness and some of the old ones type stuff, some of my favorite things. You give it a flashback or you give it an out of this world kind of feel uh, and you could do some really, really cool stuff with it. Um, so I, I want to, since, you know, all of the chats that I have open are telling me I'm a curmudgeon, at least mention the things that I really liked, like that particular game. Now it has an almost, you can't, uh, you can't memor uh, memorize what the name of this game is. So uh, that's not a great thing for marketing, but... <laughs> I thought it looked really cool. I agree with you. And in fact, I see this game being talked about a lot. Uh, there's a lot of people where this game is starting to kind of peak up. You know what I mean? And really it looked great. Interest. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. Uh, I was trying to see, I keep looking at the channel just to see how many views it's got. Pentiment's over hundred K now. Benedict Fox 60K, but I think it it will make the rounds, yeah. And please mention any game you want to. I'm just trying to jump around because I know we oh, uh, okay. just on the Xbox account, right? Which I feel most people don't get their news or trailers. Yeah, from, yeah. Personally. It's just a comparison there. Like if you look at Diablo 4 on the Diablo channel, it's like absurd, right? Like they're already yeah, of course. Yeah. Just a proxy. Um, it's just a proxy. I really like Lightyear Frontier. I thought that was a cool little trailer. Yes. Okay. I'm excited for that. And unlike See, you, Hogue, enough- I got like I got I watched- more excited when there were four players at the end. Like, sorry, Charlie, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, yeah, no, I saw that and I was like this. I feel nothing. That did zero for me. I'll be the uh, next Well, I mean, player. as a guy that likes Slime Rancher and likes those kinds of games and approaches to those kinds of worlds, I think that's very, very cool. I just oh. hope that its design isn't, you know, only contemplative of a shared world for person. Yeah, I bet you I bet you that sort of game. It's probably easy to design it both ways because it's like minecraft minecraft is the same sort of okay, thing. You, can, so. you can have a ton of fun in minecraft alone or with friends so yeah uh yeah so that one cool. too later this year by the way game pass so yeah we're, so we're told so we're told yeah, we'll see that uh, day looked a couple times yeah flintlock i like the cut of that one's jib i know we but didn't talk about flintlock we did we did when i said it was like forespoken but you good oh you did out. You were spacing out. All right, you can space out. That's okay. Uh, I liked oh, uh, the look of Ravenlock, I'll call out. Uh, That's I, the one. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I just got the name wrong. I was like, I don't think we talked about that game. Okay, yeah, Ravenlock, not it looks like it, So Echo Generation, if you didn't play it, a little indie game, it's on Game Pass, uh, has a cool art style. It didn't do a lot for me, but it, I like the look of it. This takes that kind of art style, and it looked like Alice in Wonderland, right? Where I love it, Alice in Wonderland. I love that story sequence. I like things that use it as a baseline. Yeah. Didn't like didn't like how this one turned out and look. Didn't it, just the art style or just right? Like, because it didn't, well, what they showed us is entirely based on look, right? Like they're just showing off their their look for this. Yeah. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Yeah. Um. But I really like Alice in Wonderland, so I'll probably still give it a try because I think it's a Game Pass game, right? It is. Uh, uh, it is. But no, I was like, oh. That's not, <laughs> not that what was, you were looking for. No, no, I like the style. It looked yeah. interesting. I'm I'm excited to see more. Yeah. Yeah. Echo Generation, generation was not a good game. So I mean I, I think wasn't. we should start out there. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. but it was also yeah. The funny thing is, I maybe this is just me paying too close attention, but uh Phil Spencer has uh you know, he plays a lot of games, he's an actual gamer, right? And Echo Generation is one of the games that he has spoken about as really enjoying. And I, I've seen in the past where if he really enjoys a game, he kind of continues to work with that developer or showcase their their projects, which I think it's kind of, you know. It's you can only cool. use your gut. I have no problem with it. Yeah, right? it is what it is, I, right? I, so, I you're uh, wrong, Phil. It's all right. Maybe <laughs> 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 right about this one or not. But, uh, yeah, I hope uh, I hope it's better than that, Coach. You better believe if I'm in Phil's spot, you know, we're getting another star control, uh, and we're, we're just making things that I like. So it's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so this – this I tweeted about, and it has blown up to the ninth degree, which is Wolong Fallen Dynasty. So this is a game from Team Ninja, very beloved, obviously, games Ninja Gaiden, et cetera, in the past. Uh, uh, Stranger Paradise. Sure. Well, I, you said beloved. I did. Right? That's why it's I stopped game. at Ninja Gaiden. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, it's, it has two of the core producers. The reason it's kind of getting more notoriety now, of course, is the one of the producers from Neo is working on this, combined with one of the producers from Bloodborne, um, and so that obviously made the press waves yesterday. And knowing that this is Team Ninja with talent from those two teams, uh, a lot of people are really, really excited about this. One. Same as Stranger Paradise. 
cricket. It is. I need a cricket. I'm very excited. I actually like Stranger Paradise. I do too. I haven't uh, played it. I'm joking. Played. Oh, really? You haven't played it? It's it's actually quite good. Um, this was I, I'm, I was tempted to say this was my game of the show because I got so really? excited for this, but they don't show gameplay, so I'm I'm not going that's to true. do that. But yeah. in terms of uh, in terms of like the idea and the style and the team that's behind it, I got very excited. This looks like a game I'm definitely gonna like savagely uh, d- devour. So I'm excited <laughs> for that. Evocative. Um, that's a right. Yeah. <laughs> savagely devour. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good one. Uh, it is, by the way, it is multi-plat. It's not Xbox only, um, but, you know, just letting you know. Did you uh, skip uh, Madame Avasarala and her history game? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I think it's like Era, but they spell it wrong. Oh, Erebon Shadow Legacy. No, not Erebon. No, oh, that's the one that. where they have Celine talk about Helios for another game. Yes. Uh, uh, it's Madame Avasarala. It's, um, I want to say it's Aura. Oh, 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 yeah, you're talking about from Expanse. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, Aura. Yes. My references are always topical and timely. Yeah. Aura History Untold, which looks kind of like Civilization. It might. Like, it's a rendered trailer, right? It looks like yeah. a mobile game in terms of what they showed, but, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I You have my attention when you talk about Histories Untold and you have, uh, you know, if you're actually paying for some decent voice acting. Uh, because that's a Civilization way, right? You get a big-time celebrity yeah. to read out your encyclopedia and you call it a day um so no i i at least think it's one to watch it's gonna be game pass so i get to watch it and to just figure out what it is yep. so yeah yeah but then yeah Arabon. i swear that lady sounded like celine and she starts talking about helios and i'm like what is happening <laughs> so that game did look cool though it does look cool yeah it does look cool but I'm i think glad- my tweet was is that celine i think it might be celine I'm glad that it you is that voice. pretty high on a lot of these smaller games because when we were live casting, I know that Joe and, and Luke and myself to a degree were down on some of them, but I will say hmm. now that I've gone, again, it's the same thing, right? Time for reflection is always important. And when I think about like Pensament and think about Ravenlock and these games we're talking about, Benedict Fox, they all look great. They're going to be games that I play. So um, Cocoon was a weird one. And I'll, if, you, if you're not sure why... Um, Cocoon is from the lead designer on Limbo and Inside, which obviously are not only celebrated games, but have a big history with Xbox. Um, After uh, Inside won all the awards for like years, uh, that company split. And the other company is now called Jump Ship. They're making Somerville, which, by the way, is coming out to Game Pass later this year. But the company that made Inside and Limbo, the lead designer, stayed with the original company. And this is their new game, Cocoon. Um, which normally I would be really excited for because Inside and Limbo, I think, are great games. Uh, Somerville looks amazing as well. This didn't show well to me at all. I, I did not enjoy what I saw of this game. I didn't show anything. I feel nothing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see more, which I think might have been the point of the trailer. I think their idea was to show you some interesting never before seen mechanics because it was very unique i think everybody can agree that almost to the point where you can't really even understand how it plays but i think that's that works in its favor in this case because it doesn't seem like a game that that would demo particularly well it's sort of like so involved and specific with its puzzles that i think you probably just have to go for a vibe and then now just play the game right and so um i'm interested to to, to see more i thought it it looked and the sound and, and style of it was all super interesting to me. So I, I want to see more, but I get why people don't like this sort of stuff. It, you, 
get, showing the vibe of an indie game is not really everybody's bag. But I, I personally was like, I want to see more. Show, show me, show me what what you got. So okay, I will wait till that showing. <laughs> uh, and then we get two kind of big announcements. Um, Persona is coming to Xbox, which is uh, the wow. P3 Portable, P4 Golden, and P5 Royal, all on Game Pass October 21st. By the way, some, you know how it goes, some PlayStation-only people lost their mind out this. We're tweeting at Atlas and saying they betrayed them and whatnot. Uh, these games are also coming to PlayStation. Very healthy. Uh, as well. healthy the, the press release. Very healthy way to live, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Good people out there. So anyway, uh, very, very cool. I know these aren't brand new releases, of course, but it's great to see Persona finally coming to Xbox. That is an understatement. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really excited because I, I, I really love golden because i have it on vita mm-hmm. and i really loved persona 5 but i never played royal even though i own it it's still sitting sealed for my playstation mm-hmm. um so i'm hoping that you know later this year these will be games that i get to jump in on my xbox which is cool persona is a great series right like the only thing that i said and it's kind of the opposite of what you were just pointing out with the betrayal type stuff is it's like i just can't get excited about an announcement that is effectively only matters to you if you're just like locked down to the xbox ecosystem yeah, and like yeah. refuse to leave that that's not true out. that's not true it's also on game pass so the it, it's more accessible than it ever has been also some of these games aren't really playable right now like you can't really persona 4 there's not a great way to play it. i think three might only be on vita right now there's a few like weird kind of this is to me it's a game preservation move i think you, you can get excited about it also it's another excuse for me to play persona 5 because i was not that big of a fan of persona 5 i, I liked it didn't love Weirdo. it I, I liked it didn't love it but uh persona 5 royal everyone keeps telling me hey travis all the things you've monologued to me about not liking your persona 5 for persona 5 royal fixed and i was like oh okay well i would love to play it but it's a hundred hour game and i don't know if I it is a so. big game yes. it is way too long if you're to, to give it another go you know i played through the whole thing originally so um but I'm, i might give it a try so i'm actually not sure i would tell you that royal fixes persona 5 if you didn't this like what it tom marks keeps telling me he's like he's like preaching to me of like well specifically hogue i guess the context is he said all the things i complain about it fixed. okay so right, well, I would have to check in on the specific gripes. Yeah. I get those delivered to me every week. So I haven't checked in for archival complaints. Yeah. On uh, our, what are my gripes uh, are with that game? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, for so, look, it's strong. I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not cool to have it on like the consoles or whatever. I just, you know, it didn't do much for me. Okay. Fair enough. And then uh, we get the announcement with Kojima. Again, nothing of substance here, right? We don't have a Not game remotely, state, but weird. we just have this. This was a Xbox Flex, right? We we were working on a game with Xbox. Your PlayStation, using, where you at? <laughs> using our technology, yeah. and uh, again, this is a play at garnering that audience that they they're trying to get in with, you know. So uh, it was it was kind of surreal seeing Kojima talking on the Xbox stage. Or was it? Did you did you find it surreal? Because like the, the Metal Gears have been on Xbox for forever. Like I just don't think of Kojima as like a PlayStation solo show. He's not generally. You know, he hasn't been traditionally, but there's definitely an alignment there. And considering that, remember that Metal Gears were on Xbox, but that was Konami. That's not Kojima Productions, right? Which only made Death Stranding, which you know has not been on Xbox. So All right, but went straight to PC. I, I, I guess I just don't think of him as like a like a Sony die hard so it, it wasn't that a surprise for me but i but i also i i told you this in dms when he talks about i'm gonna make my next game it's gonna be focused on the cloud like two years ago yeah in my head 
he's moving to Xbox. Yes. Like that's just what I thought when he said that. Um, and so when it's announced, it's like, I sure. But I, I realized later on that I guess he never really had said that. And so here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's long been rumored. I mean, we kind of, it kind of knew it was out there. Um, that said, you know, I'm not even a, I'm not a big Kojima fan. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what he makes. I, I hope I'm it's a big Kojima fan. I'm not a big cloud fan. So here we go. Yeah, let's, we'll see. Let's, let's see how that turns out. <laughs> All right, guys. You know what we're going to end cap with? We got to we got to talk about the the big boy in the room, which is Starfield. Yeah, I mean, I've been pulling my punches so far. I've been generally positive and happy throughout this video. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. So uh, Starfield. So we get uh, you know, first off, let me just say, Todd Howard, love the jacket, my friend. Sharp, always so um, stylish. <laughs> we get the uh we get the typical todd howard presentation i i will say i liked the way they presented this it was a lot of time in the show but i like that he talked about specific different details they showed gameplay they showed different aspects of it um, it was like five separate trailers right yeah pretty much pretty much um so i'm weird on this one i'll say that out of the gate because i'm not one of those people that is ridiculously hyped for starfield <laughs> I'm not one of those people that is down on Starfield. I'm one of those people that just knows this is a Bethesda RPG and quirks, bugs, or anything else aside, I'm going to put hundreds of hours into it. And so I'm at the point where, like, I know I'm going to play this game. I know I'm going to enjoy my time with it. Uh, I, I'm really, really indifferent to how it shows, if that makes sense. It's kind of strange, I realize. So... I don't know where okay. you guys ended up. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take a baby step into some of the negative components of the demo, and then Hogue will throw us into hell with his um, probably uh, over-hyperbolic take. But that's okay. Uh, let's um, let's probably, probably, we don't know. Jerry's still out. Haven't spoken. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> he hasn't spoken, but we've talked offline, and we kind of get the sense. All right. Uh, so the first thing I'll say in terms of uh, – let's just start with a positive. The ambition is great. Um, mm -hmm. The scale is crazy. It is. The setting is yeah. interesting. I want to see more about that setting. Um, and I think that, and I and I obviously do want to play the finished project or product. But I will say, I just by looking at that footage, I think I would completely understand why it was delayed. And yes. I think that I think that uh, they showed it too early. I would have I would have waited, and because. The plan obviously was always to reveal it at this show. And then they knew before the show that they needed more time to make the game. And I think they should have adjusted their reveal window accordingly because it looked, I, I sort of know too much because I'm in the industry and I see games in an early state, but this very much looked like an early access copy that I would have received. And that some of some of the time when you receive games like that, you sort of, you, you, you don't look for the bugs and stuff because you're not in a review state. What you look for is, are, are the bones of something that would could be really good here. And you kind of write about that or you covered that. And just looking at what they showed of Starfield, I can see the bones, but it it is not typically the state of a game you're used to showing raw gameplay footage of. And I that is what I think was 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 uh, some of the people who came away a little bit disappointed. I think that that's why. Um, technical issues, the combat ob absolutely needs work, though in fairness, Bethesda has never really been good at combat. I was hoping they would get there, but I'm, I'm sort of convinced that at this point it probably will not be, uh, you know, your favorite shooter of all time. It'll probably uh, end up somewhere in the middle. Um, that said, this is why game delays are a thing. I think they made the right call. Uh, 
I think that in six or so months, when we see it again, it'll look like a very different game. Never forget the Halo Infinite reveal versus what we got. Um, and uh, yeah, my, my point is always is always uh, that they with, with this one is that they, I think they just showed it too early, and that I understand why some people are a little concerned. Me personally, a guy who's seen lots of games in this state, I'm not that concerned about it. I think that they will flatten out most of the the rough edges and and produce a a game that is at least at the level of polish that Bethesda fans are used to seeing. I don't know that it'll be the first uh, Bethesda game without any bugs. Um, 1000 Planets does scare me. I'm on that side of things. Are you? It okay. Me, it scares me a little bit, but it, it actually doesn't scare me. It just makes me a little... Um, a little concerned. I'm, if anyone could do it, Bethesda could. But I'm just a little. Are they are they hand placed? Are they? Sure, uh, sure. That's the question. We just don't have enough information. We don't have enough information let me, let, about it. So let me I'm pose this to you because you'll probably have a, a well thought out answer. Because I've seen a lot of people. We even have some in the chat right now saying the Thousand Planets is my only complaint. Nobody. I would assume being an open world Bethesda RPG as we know them to be. Right. No one's saying you have to explore all a thousand planets. Sure. Um, so I, I think to your point, I, I think, I think the concern that comes from that isn't about, oh, this is going to suck my life up. I, I don't, I, I would ha- hope that it's not. I think it's more about the, where did they spend their time? Did they spend their time working on a really tight, really interesting story where, you know, the 10 planets I visit through the story are really, really good. And the rest are garbage. Is it going to be a mass effect one situation or shouldn't they have spent all that time where they were designing a thousand planets, making the core game better? I think that that is the primary concern. It's certainly what I think of is like, if they had just made 20 planets and the planets were like super, super in depth, would that have been a better strategy? But that sort of is a fallacious argument just because we don't know that that's how it works. We don't know that there's a team that was just working on planets and they put all the, you know, they put all the resources into making sure they hit that 1000 number or whatever. Uh, We're sort of working inside of a black box. So um, again, I'm not, I'm not like scared or like, oh, well, I'm turned off by that. I'm just more like, that's interesting. I, I would have, to, I'll have to see it first or I'll, I'll, they'll have to dive more into that to win that's me fair. over that that makes sense. That's, all. that's yeah. what I'm asking is like, I, I get the, I, <clears throat> I understand saying we need to understand that aspect more, right? Like, are there 20 to your point, 20 planets you visit as part of the campaign. And then these other thousand, you can kind of just build bases on resource generation, you know, explore for fun, whatever you want to do. Um, but I don't get the, I don't get the, the thousand planets thing is bad because we don't, we don't know. We don't know exactly how it's implemented yet. I think that's my point. So, all right. Uh, I know Hoag's chomping at the bit. I'm going to ask Dan first. Cause Dan, you've been quiet for a while. You haven't said. Yeah. It's because I, I, none of this interests me. Can't so, <laughs> Starfield, I know you're going to play. You've said, you even said earlier. Yeah going to put hundreds of hours into this how did the game show for you good enough to where i know that i'm going to probably it probably will consume most of my gaming time i mean for god's sakes i forgot i'm not even joking over 200 hours probably in horizon forbidden west now because i've played through it i'm on new game plus and just you know and that doesn't have probably near as much content and that's just you know i'm just guessing but you know it's something like this well it, it because I think Horizon probably has less content than say something like Fallout 4, and this is supposed to be more ambitious. Um, but I'm also one of those people that love Fallout 4, not necessarily for what it you know did well, just because I like to get a little bit more value, I guess, out of my games. Only like like I look at it like okay, I'm gonna spend sixty dollars. I want to get you know a lot out of it, right? He shops at Costco. 
Well, I was there yesterday. How about a thousand planets? That sound good. You're buying a thousand a planets is too much. <laughs> but also, like, like if if it's like okay, I'm gonna go to this planet that has like one guy named Chuck that gives me like a side quest, you know, somewhere. Where I, is he? Do I have to find I, him? I, I think know? that's what people are assuming is like I think people in their head are thinking a thousand planets is gonna be 950 of them that have like a few trees and like you know what I mean, right. like on them. And I guess like this ocean. Yeah, and I, a lot of them, I don't yeah. know. Personally, I don't foresee them doing. If they do that, I will call them on it. But I, I don't foresee them announcing this ahead of time and then having 986 planets be completely meaningless to 99 percent of the planet. right. Like we don't know. I mean, why would you? Why would you even say anything at that point? You know, just because I can fly. You know, like people call it No Man's Skyrim, which is hilarious to me. That might be what it is. You know, but I, Skyrim I or so. No Man's Sky has no. I, I think I think that comparison's so overblown. I really think so too. So stupid! I can't. Yeah, even. No Man's hey, Sky. We're not the ones that put a laser gun in your first trailer and had you taking iron off the wall. Yes, but that that also is a trope <laughs> in like space games forever. And and uh, as a guy who's reviewed No Man's Sky, I reviewed No Man's Sky uh, two years ago. In all in all uh, transparency, I I just. I can't get on board with that analogy. I really can't. Uh, no, I think yeah, it'll be worth the no man. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, Travis. But I, I, I don't think the comparison isn't apt. I, that's what they put out there into the world to see, uh, to show off this game. But I mean, if you yeah, have so much of it, it's sky level different. Of, people, like, it seems story. like people are attaching to specific details, like oh, you have a ship you can customize, and you have a laser. But like the art style is completely different. Combat yes. is completely different. The, the things you're doing are completely different. Well, and that, we know so. we know how like. The RPG elements, the character building, the narrative—that's right. that's like, the big part of it. None of that stuff. Like, it's not—it's not. It's, not, it's like saying that Borderlands and and Redfall both have guns and you run around and shoot. It's like, okay, you picked Redfall and Borderlands to come as your really game. separate games. Yeah. Call of Duty and Borderlands. Okay, there. Well, that's Redfall's not even got a lot of Borderlands DNA, as best we can tell. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's a silly comparison. But anyway, go ahead. Dan. I'm, I'm 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 excited for it because I love these kinds of games. Am I like a hundred percent sold that it's going to be good? No, I mean it's probably you know it, I'm sure it'll have its issues. I'm sure it'll you know, but you know, for somebody like me who only plays a certain amount of games anymore, you know, it's that's going to be one of them that's going to take up a lot of my time. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure of it, you know, and that's not saying that it's going to be some kind of amazing experience. We really don't know. I mean, we got some stuff. I like the I like the building of uh, I like the building part of Fallout Four. So this you know the you ship do, building okay. at least because I, I did the building. I was I'm like, not even oh, joking. Like when I messaged you, I really busted the game because I I, I broke the game because they the, they have limits um, as far as like how much you can build like in a certain area of, of Fallout Four in a certain game. Um, I modded it where you you know the limits are off or whatever, and then it just completely killed it, pretty much slowed it down to to nothing so it, it, it I, I really enjoyed that part uh there's a lot of parts you know uh, the the presentation that i was just kind of like yeah i have no idea i i and we don't i and that, that wasn't the whole show really for me like it was just like all right you know that was over you know this stuff is coming i'm ex- you know starfield was probably the one i'm more excited for because i know i'm going to probably invest the most amount of time in it okay. um but with that yeah. being said, I don't, I can't tell you if it's going to be good or not. It could be. Well, no, nobody trash. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I, I anecdotally, as usual, uh, put a poll up on our discord about this too. And I, I, not a poll. I said, what was your favorite game shown over the last week? Not just Xbox. Right. But all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and you'd be, well, maybe you wouldn't be surprised. I don't know, but there were a lot of Starfields. 
a lot of people said Starfield. Yeah, because the concept is good, but the execution is not. All right, someone said it. Uh, hold on, Rick, where are you at? Damn it, I lost it now. I I'm right it. here. I'm in the, I'm in the stream. Hogue, or he said Hog. He meant Hogue. Hog. Hog is fine. Those Duke <laughs> kids will get after me after this Starfield talk. Yeah. Hey, so look, um, you know, one of my favorite games of all time, we've talked about this before, I think, is a 1990s game by a company called Accolade, which is currently Toys for Bob under the Activision label called Star Control 2. It features a customizable ship that takes you to thousands of different planets, allows you to join and conquer factions, has a wonderful narrative, does all these various things. But what it has first and foremost is imagination. It has the journeys to strange new worlds. It has the journeys to go and see what you haven't seen before. And what Starfield was, was the most disappointment that I have felt in maybe a decade of watching and waiting for games to come out. Because Starfield has the possibility of being that for me. And instead what I saw was the most boring, imaginatively barren, functional, but not exciting way to think about exploring space. You start out by showing me the dumpiest ass ship, bringing in the non-AI compliant pirates where you bullet sponge the hell out of them, all with polish issues, which I don't care about, Travis. You focused on polish, that's fine. It's way a ways away, yes. 2022 seems like it was a lie last year, straight up. So release it when it's done. That's fine. But the bones that you point out that we're talking about are not things that I'm interested in. This isn't something that looks interesting to me. When you start talking about precursor artifacts and the visions that they give you, all I think of now is the ass Halo series, Mass Effect, and everything in between. Every single choice that they made in putting together this game seems to lack an iota, a scintilla a mere smidgen of actual imagination. Why do we want to go to the stars, says Todd Howard to me, in a freaking briefing room six months ago, and it's because we want to see what's out there. And what Bethesda has told us is out there is boredom. And that's why I'm upset about Starfield. Not any other reason. It's the dead-eyed NPCs and the fact that I've played Fallout 4 and found it wanting, and apparently I'm getting that now with a spaceship. It's the fact that you have looked at the questions of life, humanity, and existence and have answered them with, we don't know, please buy our game because we've got a thousand rocks for you to walk around on. That's why it was disappointing. Well, what do you really feel, though? <laughs> and that's really... <laughs> yeah, Man. I mean, I, that's those are... Fine opinion. I, I, uh, I honestly can see his points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. 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 If that, if yeah, it is a pessimistic view, as you are, as you are prone to. to I can't help how I feel when the trailer comes <laughs> out and the Fallout Four washes over me, and I have every. I, I don't. Think, I just about the Fallout Four. But I don't. I don't think it's Fallout Four. I. I. I will say I, I like that there were a ton of different environments. I thought that was cool. They did um, show biome diversity. That was good. Biome diversity was there. I think their problem was they didn't show enough of what people think of when they think about Bethesda games, which is the people you meet along the way. They showed a couple conversations, and then while he was out exploring the world, it was just all rocks, as you said. They, they did that a lot. Um, but I'll be interested to see. The space combat interested me. I, I hope it's not all forward-facing turrets and that sort of stuff, because that could be bad. But the explosions were beautiful. And again, the ambition. We've got it. Got at least a year, maybe more, if we're being <laughs> honest with ourselves. No, I don't know. It's more. This one is sliding. Yeah, really? I think, okay. I think, well, I think I think I think it might be fall of next year. Personally. Really? Might. Okay. I, yeah. They we'll, lied we'll to see. us last year. They lied to us this year. It's it's a holiday. Yeah. Maybe I, I've been burnt before. I just tend to be optimistic on release dates, and I have no reason to be. So I don't know why I am, but I really do think. This is their, uh, I said yesterday, they're going to bookend 2023 with Starfield early in the year and avowed late in the year. That's what I think they're going to do. 
try to do. I don't think Avowed is anywhere near coming out in 2023. I don't think Starfield's anywhere near coming out in early 23. Okay. I I think it could. I think it could, but I, I just based on where I've seen it, this looks like to me a game I got to preview a year before it comes out. That's what it reminds me of. Just it having definitely needs other, work. Yeah, you having can tell played other work. RPGs a year before they're out. I just I I have like flashbacks to that. So I think this will be a good game. I think the Hogs of the World may be won over, but I I think that I would love to show, be by they, the way for the record. I think they showed it way too soon. So that's crazy to me. Every choice looks boring. They took the boring path. The UI is boring. The ships look boring. The pirates look boring. The cities look boring. It's all grayscale. It's all boring. What I wasn't expecting from this, Travis, I was expecting Bethesda Jenk. I was expecting polish issues. They just delayed the damn thing. I was expecting wonder and awe, and it is completely lacking. You can't just blow your horns louder and convince me that I'm in some kind of wonderful environment or experience. Yeah, I think uh, I will add kind of what you guys are saying, which is the thing that did concern me seeing it because he showed all this stuff, right, is they showed uh, building your spaceships, building your bases, space combat, RPG elements, narrative choices, crafting, resource management. They showed basically every feature from every game ever made in one game. And usually what tends to happen when that happens is you get the, uh, the sum of, you know, the sum does not equal the, the parts, if you will, um, in that, you know, it's not going to be special like we were all hoping because they tried, their scope was too grand. They added too much to it and they didn't nail any of those aspects. That's my biggest concern in seeing this. That said, Oh, the other concern, sorry, I was going to add to what uh, Rick said, is that you could tell, I think a lot of people, myself included, were expecting Starfield, especially, remember, this is their first um, engine update since Obsidian, Obsidian, Jesus, man, it's been a long show, Oblivion, Um, so I think many of us were expecting for this game to come out and and be able to kind of take Bethesda to that next step to say, "This, this looks different, right? And I think what we saw was that this looks very clearly like a Bethesda game we know. That can be good or bad, depending on how you look at that. Um, what I hope it means is that we do get some of the things that have made games like Skyrim or Travis Morrowind, which we love, or or Fallout 3, or these other games that they've made, where the community adores them and finds things in them for years to come. The modding, they've already announced mod support for this game, so the modding community will take over and create probably ridiculous things. But I I hope that it contains some stuff we didn't see yesterday, which is, uh, to Hoag's point, more of the curiosity, more of the, uh, you know, imaginative, although it didn't show yesterday to your point, but more of the things that are going to keep players engaged for a long time to come. and I, you can see hints of that with some of the, to your point, Travis, they only showed the narration and the conversational stuff very briefly. And I'm like, that's yeah. a big part of your game, right? Like, or should be, in theory, a big part of your game. And I'm, I'm just worried that it's going to get a little too far away from that core RPG Bethesda experience that I want personally. And, and they focus too much on scale, building and other aspects resource management get away from me with resource management i don't want to hear about resource management um and i think that there it it may be this game that's uh trying to do too much and doesn't achieve all those things so we'll see we'll see i'm hopeful i'm i'm i am optimistic 
Um, and like I said, I, I know I'm going to put a lot of time into this game no matter what, because it's going to be a huge scale game. It's going to be Bethesda. There's going to be some familiarity there. Um, I just hope that it can it can meet some of these promises because they are promising a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was something. It was, it was, and again, I, I know there's other people. There's people who have watched it and feel more like Hogue where they were really disappointed. I know there's other people who have watched it and are completely blown away. And are like I'm not over the verbalizing moon. for YouTube so. fact here. I've literally not been that disappointed in a very long time. I was excited about seeing what this could be, and I found it to be a copy paste job of what I've already seen from them. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the question then is, if they came out and the game was completely different, let's imagine for a second, completely different from anything they had made before, do they then get the criticism of you know why yes. does this not feel like a Bethesda game? Of course, of course. They, I can't tell you. You're asking me a hypothetical. I, won't I know. Answer. I know. I know. Yeah, to I me, just... to me, this is this is them trying to reimagine what a Bethesda game looks like if they if they reimagine it on today's technology and that sort of thing. But they're trying to stay very close to the core thing that they know that that works and that they do well. Um, and so, some people who are hoping for something completely different might be disappointed. I never expected that. He described it as Skyrim in space, so it seems like we're getting something approaching that. Um, to Hoke's point, the question is: Will the ambition for creativity follow the ambition for the tech and what they want to build with their game? And um, I don't know the answer to that, but I will say that I I do have a fair amount of faith in Bethesda as a studio, and I think that. Uh, just based on the games I've played that were a year out and looked just like this, that ended up becoming incredibly good games. Uh, this is not anywhere close to being beyond the pale in terms of what I've seen. And we're talking at least a year. So uh, I, I, I have a little bit more faith in that. This is the first moment I got to see what they even had as a vision. And I find that wanting. It's not about polish to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I think it... <laughs> It could very well go, or very, we could say pretty clearly that this could is 99% likely, in my opinion, going to be one of those games that will be much better two years after it releases. Um, That's a Bethesda title, right? Isn't that part of their motto? <laughs> yes, yes. Let's get a couple of these late Super Chats real quick. Uh, by the way, Dan, yeah. I just wanted to throw this one up here for you. Agreed with Dan. Thank you. <laughs> we Rarity. Want, but yeah. yeah what, which Dan? Like me, Dan? Is there another Dan in the chat? There's a Dan in the chat somewhere. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. Oh, that no, surprise me. I can't go. I went from indifferent to very interested. Cool. Yeah. So some go. people helped. I do yep. think they yeah. showed it too soon, but some people, I, I will say the 4K version was significantly better. The 4K like, version does look a lot better. It's kind of actually, when you see it, when you see it, it looks like it's pure beauty. It sort of, it hypnotizes you a little bit. But yeah. It does. The, the scale is impressive. <laughs> didn't make me sleepy weirdly the, yeah, i think yeah. there's the lack of rhythm is what i'm missing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy fat boy back uh, in the house fat boy in the uh in for the visit all planets achievement <laughs> no. yeah i'll die first no. it's someone no. there you know as well as i do when this game releases there will be a race to see who can visit all thousand planets first 100 yeah. percent there will be those little okay. anakin skywalkers <laughs> you think there's anybody who's been to them all no no, I don't. It's a, no. That's a Phantom Menace reference, but hey, my Star Wars fans. Yes, we got it. Okay. <laughs> we got right. it. He said, speaking only of himself. Well, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, you I didn't it. hear what you said, to be honest with you. My brain shut off. Picklington with the two. <laughs> 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 Morrowind aesthetics, better than Starfield aesthetics. I'm not well, saying that's I mean, true. 
Probably. I mean, yeah, I think all the other school stuff, stuff is stronger than this. This is the Mar- fall. Marwind is a goat. Family. So, I mean, yeah, it's hard to talk bad about it. <laughs> yeah. That'll do us on the super chats. Thank you, everyone. All right, fellas, it has been a show today. Why don't you wrap up? Final thoughts. Uh, oh, by the way, no banjo kazooie. Just kill me. Just kill me. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not watching anymore. Reap what you sow. I know. I'm logging out. Xbox, you're dead to me. Um, dead. Final thoughts on these shows the past week. Anything you'd like to add just to kind of close us out here, start to wrap us down, wrap us up, not wrap us down. I'm going to wrap you down and and wrap you up. I I think, uh, I think Saints Row uh, is going to carry me for a long time. The accidental winner of 2022. Yeah. (laughs) It is funny how the, how positive the the reception is to that game. Yeah. I I had no idea. Um, And then I don't know what else after that, you know, for me, anyway, I mean, I'm sure everybody, you know, has 8,000 indies they can play with Game Pass. But, yeah, I just want some big games uh, where I can sink my teeth into it and really kind of get a lot out of them. Um, doesn't seem like I'm going to get a whole lot of that until next year. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's kind of one of those things where I'm just like right here. It's even <laughs> keel, you know, pretty average week it, it, for something that, you know, I always have very high expectations and I'm very, very excited to go into this gaming week of stuff. Um, I usually come out of it feeling exactly the same every year. Uh, like, all right, there it was, you know, and, and I hate it, but it is what it is. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I feel like the, well, again, I don't want to get into it. Well, we, I feel like the reception, the conversation we had last year after the Xbox mm-hmm. show, we were more positive on. I think so. And, and I, I think that's because, to Travis's earlier point, right? Last year's show was focused on big presentations, CGI trailers, what's coming down the line, what you can get excited about. And I think, Dan, you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong. I think not necessarily about the release and the 12-month thing, but I think you like seeing those big things that are coming. And you're I one do. of those people that enjoyed that kind of presentation. Yeah, I, I'm on Everyone that line. It's just bad for us. Yeah, it, right. It's, you told that line between, like, I don't want to see anything that's going to come out in 45 years. I want to see stuff that's coming out soon ish, you know, but I also like to see the big stuff, you know, I kind of want both best of both worlds, but I know you don't always get that. You know, yeah. I appreciate the reproach though. I just Xbox think took, for sure. Ev- everyone likes a big flashy trailer, but it is sure. bad for us. It is poison for our uh, expectations and for our eventual disappointment. Never forget beyond good and evil too. Never forget <laughs> games like that, right? That were yeah. we're so hyped when they get announced, and then and then just years of nothing. I could right? go show you my tweet that says that game isn't real when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, we all, we all knew it wasn't. Win. We all knew it wasn't real, but we've also all known none of these games were real when they get announced, and I think that's part of the problem. Uh, so, you know, we've we've gotten hyped about games that haven't even been kickstarted yet because of their trailers. Beyond so Good Evil Two was designed to scare the shit out of Vivendi, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> okay well to, to, by the way my, michael ansel who is the designer of that game and the rayman games and stuff he actually left ubisoft to become a chef true story there you go mm-hmm. uh so yeah my my overall impressions are um 2022 is a bit of a bummer we're feeling the code effect i'm hoping we'll recover 2023 especially 2024 also the industry's in transition lots of acquisitions lots of weird stuff going on with uh with different teams getting moved and folded under other teams and people working remote, which I'm sure has had, I've seen so much of that in destiny with in terms of bugs and stuff. And they're just, 
their pace at which they move uh, has changed a lot. So there's just a lot changing with the games industry. It's a weird time to be part of it. But I think future's bright for games. There's a lot to be excited about. Uh, and if you have a Game Pass subscriber, especially at that Xbox showcase, like you got a lot to look forward to that you don't have to pay for aside from your subscription. So that's kind of nice. Fair enough. I don't love it. I don't love where gaming is at. I uh, didn't like these shows very much. I think Game Pass, to the extent it's a good value, is potentially becoming the old country buffet of video games rather than the nice steakhouse <laughs> that you want to otherwise eat at. Uh, and I would prefer to see more imagination in game development. And I would really like game developers to not just lean on the fact that they're so expensive, because I really think that the pursuit of realism, photorealism, the things that you described in Forza Motorsport, has not been a great boon to the actual enjoyment of playing a video game, of enjoying an interactive experience, and has cost a pretty penny for those that choose to invest in it. So I would see us go back to more imagination-filled things. I was woefully disappointed uh, in what Starfield had to present and just not really engaged uh, at a fundamental level in almost anything that was shown over the past few days. Now, you can say, that's old man shouts at cloud. You can talk to me however you like. That is fine. I might actually be there. I might be full on Jeff Gerstmitzing in front of your eyes. I don't know. Uh, but I can say that nothing that was shown really, really sparked a flight of fancy for me or otherwise talked to me about why I got into this industry in the first place. Maybe that's just a function of the shows. Last year, I really enjoyed Gamescom more than I enjoyed this not E3 week. So I'm looking forward to that presentation. I thought they did more in-depth stuff there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But as it stands right now, all I can say is go play Card Shark because the very best thing that I have seen this past week is a little indie game called Card Shark, and I highly recommend it. Go check it out. There you go. Mm. Funny enough, I saw Card Shark, and I was like, what is this? Is it good? Have you played it? I played a bunch of it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to talk to you offline about that because, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I tend to be, and I've said this before, I tend to be pretty easy to please with these things. Uh, I can nice. usually... Uh, it's fair i mean i i can usually find things i enjoy i play like every genre i play all kinds of games and i uh, sure there's expectations i have for things that aren't met banjo i'll say it again um but i think um i think generally i can come find the good in stuff that i can i know i can just enjoy sit down and enjoy and i always have my go-to in regular games you know the halos of the world that i i go back to all the time anyway so um yeah i'm i'm i wasn't I didn't enjoy this week as much as I would enjoy the normal E3 weeks we've talked about. It's just not the same. It's not. Um, but, you know, there's plenty of games coming down the line that I'm excited for. I do agree that, uh, you know, at least there was a time where you, we would see all these games. And to Travis's point, if you didn't have Game Pass, you'd have to pay to try them all. And it's not that we don't pay for Game Pass. Game Pass isn't free. I'm not making that argument. But at least you can try them um, and, and try a bunch of these things. So we'll see. We'll see. Um it has been a show today. Longest show I think we've ever done. So, yep. uh, yeah, I need to stand up and, and get some food and stuff. Chat, you've been amazing today. I want to shout out again, or Hogue, I don't know if you want to, that uh, it's been a pleasure being live on both channels. This was an experiment for us, first time we've did it. And if you enjoy the conversation about video games, you enjoy uh, kind of the the uh, more serious look or more mature take, whatever word you want to use on, on gaming without all the nonsense, uh, we are live every Sunday morning over on the Season Gaming channel. Uh, we welcome you to join us. 
Anyway. Yes, absolutely. If you are on my channel, this will not be a regular occurrence, I don't think. Uh, so please come <laughs> on over to the Season Gaming Bitcast, like, subscribe over here. And the only correction I would have for you at all, Ains, is that this is not my longest show, even in the last. <laughs> yes. No, I don't know how you do it. You're a trooper, that's for sure. Um, but thank you all, everyone. You've been very generous today. Awesome. It's been a great, great show. So thank you, as always. Uh, we will be back next Sunday at our regular time. And uh, that's about it. Appreciate you. Are we down one super chat? Are you saying yeah, holy crap? Side? I did. Yes, thank you. I did save okay. it too. Apologies. Ah, Detective C's 99 super chat. I need to get some games in with Dan. Such a cool, chill dude. Thanks, and man. getting the love today. I love it. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I don't really play games online. So, <laughs> also, Hope <laughs> has caused me to uh, look at Starfield differently now. And I'm not happy about it i appreciate you detective. <laughs> i don't want to take anything away from anybody you yeah. did you ruined everybody I, I will be the counterpoint to hogue and say be optimistic games are good the studio is talented i think that uh you'll be you you might be surprised even if it's not the thing you wanted maybe you might you might enjoy the thing that they made and, and i like and having standards but either way yeah perceived standards on a game he hasn't played but he's judging yeah. based on what he wanted that they, they showed it to me to judge yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I, th I think they showed it too early. We agree on that, but I, I just think uh, it's uh, to, um, to say that you to say that you have this uh, inferior, superior quality take is. Uh, oh, that's not the only reason, Travis. But we can keep up this discussion yeah. after the show. <laughs> Detective <laughs> Seeds, sorry that I almost missed your super chat. I had it saved. I'm glad you. No, no, right, yeah, I just I saw it up there. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. Nice. All right, guys, it's finished. <laughs> Great show. Thank you as always. We will see you next Sunday. Our regular time, which is 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Until then, thank you as always. Peace.